Hey everybody, welcome back to The Producers. Uh, this week's episode is a long time coming, actually. Uh, very excited to have Will Hicks back on the show. I remember uh, we he, he did episode four, and I remember I wanted to have him back on very soon because we like barely scratched the surface. And uh, I actually ran into him uh, while I was out, and I was like, you gotta come to the show, and... He's he's so busy uh, as we kind of talk about, and then yeah, finally finally just got him on, and you know that's the power of bugging someone on Instagram. Uh, so we'll get right into the plugs. I'm just really excited to have him on. It was a really really fun episode. Um, plugs for the episode. Uh, all the links for these will be in the description. Check out Will's band, The Lovely Losers. Um, the Instagram I believe is Lovely Losers RVA. They have a, a single on Spotify, so check that out. And hopefully more music coming soon. Um, listen to the episode for more on that. Uh, other plugs, rvacomedy.com, Richmond's Home for Life, Improvised Comedy. I think that's the tag. Um, at RVA Comedy on social media. Uh, check out Orbital Music Park. Um, they are posting some really, really awesome things. And I'm really, really, really excited to see what the new space looks like. Um, RVA Podcast. Let's talk about that for a hot second. Um I uh, am proud to say that we have officially announced, as of last Thursday, uh, the RVA Podcast Network. Uh, so basically what that means is I have a little studio in my house, and I want to be a bigger part of this community. So if you have a podcast idea and you would like to talk about doing it um, or do it or whatever that kind of entails, uh, we're here for you. Uh, hit us up at RVA Podcast on Instagram. We have an email, rvapodcast at gmail.com. We have a website, which is not going very well. If anyone would like to help me with, with this website, um, yeah, hit me up with that too. Uh, rvapodcast.org. Uh, <laughs> that's a great you. I'm so glad I got that one. I don't even, I don't even want .com when I have .org. Uh, cool. Uh, let me see. Oh, uh, special shout out to the co- cast of Coalition Dead. Uh, I'm going to name their real names because I do not remember their character names. Uh, Anthony, Joe, Katie, and Dan, all friends of the show, uh, were so fun. The One of the microphones, the one I was holding, uh, was just just making some god-awful noise, similar to the one in uh, episode one of Coalition Live. Uh, so the, foot, the, the audio is just unusable. Um, Dan was exp- explicitly upset uh, about his chef excellence character. So just want to say sorry about that, Dan. And uh, if anyone does really, really want to hear that, even with the bad audio, uh, send me an email at producerscast at gmail.com and I'll send you the, the audio for that. Because uh, it, really, it was a really fun time. I'm really glad I got to do that show. It was very fun. Uh, all the Halloween shows went very well. Shout out to John Helowitz. There's a GoFundMe. I'm going to put that in the description too. John Helowitz, uh, hopefully future friend of the show, uh, had a little thing happen. Uh, he broke a vertebrae, he fractured a vertebrae, falling on the at the end of the slasher show. Poor guy. Uh, love love him. So go donate. Uh, links in the description. Uh, that'll be at the top of the links uh, after the funny little comment. Um, cool. I think that's all the plugs. I think that's the the longest intro I've probably ever done, uh, which kind of puts a weird end to my short intro series. Um, hmm. uh, last plug. One more plug. Follow at Katie Coalition for all your tarot card needs. <laughs> cool. Let's get into it.
It's gonna be a. It's perfect. And then yeah, we started. Uh, we we theorized about doing like a network thing. Can I get some more water? Yeah. Then bark on this first day. The network thing. Yeah, the network thing. Uh, I started a podcast network. What? It's it's very new. Uh, it's in the very infant stages, meaning we just have. An Instagram, RVA Podcast, and a website, rvapodcast.org. And uh, I'm trying to find people who want to start a podcast because I have the space to do that. Yeah. Dude, all the coalition coasters. Man, I... <laughs> How long have you been doing this now? Uh, it was July of last year. Incredible, man. Such, such, last thing I'm going to do is take a couple bites of this. It's been just like <laughs> a you long can, day of ketchup. You can eat. Just don't eat into the mic. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm going to have a couple bites and do some good. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so we we, uh, we thought about doing a uh, network and then uh, just decided to make this the studio because uh, we weren't going to use it for anything else. And uh, it's just been the studio. Yeah. Come in a little, bought some foam for the walls, but uh, we got this little table, ended up with a couple of shelves, and 60 episodes later. It just makes me wonder, like, what was this place conceived for if yeah. not this? I th- it used to be like a little office space or something. It used to be a little desk. And I think it was a late add on, which I don't, again, I don't get why. Maybe they just had the space. And put all the money and be like, hey, let's make this little, like, Studio five by ten room or whatever. Yeah, what is this? This is, this is a ridiculous room. For, but again, per, it seems seemingly perfect for the purpose. Yeah, it's actually size wise just perfect because uh, I don't know what more I could fit. I do want to do a thing where I can have like a little like director's table for when I am producing other people's shows because mm-hmm. right now I just have to like sit there or mm-hmm. not in at mm-hmm. all and I can't like watch the feedback or anything like that. Yeah. But 
I mean, I'm not too worried about it. It's uh, it's like I said, the the network's new. It's in its infantile stages. So as with all things, man, it just gotta start somewhere, right? Basically, yeah. And I feel like nowadays Instagram is the place to start. And I it like, seems to be. And then the, I bought rvapodcast.org. And I have not figured out how the hell to build a website. I can't figure out how the fuck you got that domain name. Uh, rvapodcast.com and .net was taken, but mm. .org was available. Um, the Twitter's taken. I, I, I worry that I took the Twitter and I just forgot about it. <laughs> but, uh, Never remember the password. Yeah, basically. Or, or the email at this rate. I, come, I try to like recover it and I'm like, I don't recognize any of the three letters that's showing me around those asterisks. So, you know, napkin? One would be great. This one's a little stock. Damn, man. This, um, I'm telling you, I've got it down. You guys take care of your guests here, man. What kind of shit? <laughs> Honestly, I will say. Great service. Uh, one of the things that's changed is the guests have started taking care of me. Um, you, I, I don't care if anyone listens, but because I know you don't listen because you are so fucking busy, which we will get right into. It's not, it's not a bad thing. Um, but, uh, there's an episode where one of my good friends, uh, brought alcohol and ever since then most people will bring something uh, which is very fun would you like some of my, <laughs> would you like some of my sandwich <laughs> Jonathan, yeah. my dear boy i will gladly share this with you no it looks terrible from here it's uh pretty garbage but at the same time when i actually ate it i could not have been more grateful for the for oh 100 i feel like it's more of a fresh thing and if you, if you didn't get in early you don't need to get in late kind of thing <laughs> subway is subway man but uh <laughs> Today it could not have shown up in a more opportune time for my stomach or my brain. So, well, but, uh, so what were you busy doing today? I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it's related to what I want, uh, like the band stuff. No, not at all. Actually, really? uh, unfortunately, a tad bit more mundane than that. I, I I'm almost full, the, almost the greatest segue of all time. <laughs> I, I appreciate you asking about the band. Uh, well, don't worry, uh, we'll get. To I'm the sure band. we'll get to. It. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm a full time student, and so I just I have a pretty heavily stacked. Schedule a couple of days a week. That's just three classes starting at nine a.m. I also bartend, Whoa. so yeah, man. So it's definitely like you know, it's uh, you got to find a lot of extra energy to do that. And then in the middle of all that, uh, something even more trivial but still so significant is I'm supposed to be moving in three days. Oh, I know that. And uh, yeah, moving is always a fucking hassle. And this particular situation has had a lot of speed bumps along the way to the point where I still don't have anything officially signed as far as a lease uh, and I'm kind of having to go on the word of this person slash like uh, a written like email that they're composing to make sure like legally I have some Late recourse and so I, I think it's gonna be fine but it's just you know it's been a big hassle I don't have a lot of free time as is and it's like on top of this I mm-hmm. have up until very recently, I wasn't even sure if I was going to get this place. It's like, all right, what the hell am I going to do on the first? So anyway, I was taking care of that today. And then tomorrow, I'm going to be working at school all day. And three or four times in that journey, I'm going to be traveling over to this house to meet the third potential roommate that we need to get at this place. So it's like doing interviews on top of the schoolwork. Anyway, I don't, I, any more detail would get really, really annoying. But suffice it to say, it's... <laughs> You know, mundane, but and yet, and yet, like you so know, big. significant so and significant. and because that's your li- that's fun. Where you live. That's like a big deal. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, you know, as as an artist or a producer of any sort, man, like you gotta have your home base, and so that in and of itself is a challenge. Like, where's a space that's gonna let me have my drums? Because that's like my soul, you know, and it's yeah. like definitely. 
I was very blessed to have a standalone house that I was living in here for a couple of years, but it turns out after that it gets a lot more tricky to it does, find it. Absolutely. Do you mind if we turn the fan off? Sure. How are you, how are you feeling? I, I keep it on mostly because I don't know the how good the ventilation is in this room, so I just leave it on as a default. Let's I find out. Notice. Maybe we'll get really sweaty. Is my mic okay? I think so, yeah. I, I try to keep it like this, in front like of me. six inches, but like, yeah, it's usually it's fine. Usually that's uh, my voice, being the way that it is, is the only one that usually has problems getting picked up clearly. Okay. You have a very distinct, loud, crisp voice, so I'm not really worried about it. I would say you have a pretty soft voice too, man. You I feel like it's that thing where nobody likes their voice. That's definitely true. I've noticed that uh, when I I started doing stand up recently, and I would like record sets, uh-huh. and I'm just like I can't I, I won't listen to them. I'll just send them to my my uh, my writing my like to my comedy buddies and be like, yeah, you yeah. can uh, you can listen to that. And but I don't want to listen. I'll listen to, to yours, yeah. no problem. I don't want. Yeah, and then like, oh god, For sure. forget about singing into like recording. I had right. to, I had to I had record record myself singing one line because I'm like I have to remember the melody for this, otherwise I will forget, mm-hmm. and I did forget. And then I had to listen back, and I'm like, ooh, ah, ooh, got it, okay, we're good. And yeah. I, like, pause it, delete, I didn't delete it, but I was like, get out, of, get out of my face. Uh-huh. Um, but, yes. So, I, uh, having gone through the stresses of a living situation that isn't the best, um, kind of dealing with, uh, you know, friends who are dealing with that, uh, yeah, that's important. Especially because I, I like to play music, and if I don't have a standalone kind of thing, it's like, well... What do I do now? Yeah. Because I either got to live with people who are never home or are musicians that understand and work out of time. But I got to say, I really do love coming home on Saturday night, three in the morning, drunk, and just ripping up ripping some it loose. Out. Yeah, man. So, so how's, the, how's the production going? Like I'm the music not, production? Not great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... Um, Says with a very serious face. I, uh, I don't... I tried to record something the other day, but I just couldn't... It just didn't work. I'm like, okay, well, not meant to be recorded. Um, music, you you remember, I don't remember how much you remember the, our first episode. This is Will Hicks, by the way, episode two. You are one of the few to have a second episode. I am, I am sincerely, sincerely <laughs> honored by that. Uh, I was actually really pumped when you reached out to me for this one, man. I was actually on the phone with my guitarist on the way over here, and I was... Uh, singing your praises man i was like i was oh. like dude this is like another guy man he's like he's got an idea and he's just like consistently releasing this product and he's just continuing to hone his craft and work at it and, and so much oh, respect for that man, man. And, and yeah really grateful to be back well uh, uh so so we talked about uh some of the things that i wanted to do that was at the beginning of yes. my this this new creative journey where i wanted yes. to do a podcast i wanted to do improv i wanted to do stand up and i wanted mm-hmm. to do music yeah so Podcast, the, big, the big four. Yeah, the big four. So podcasting has been fairly consistent. I've missed a couple of weeks and I took last December off because it's it's really hard to get guests in in December. Like I've had people like Flake or whatever, and that's fine because it's like life, but I couldn't get anything in December. So I just like took a break. Um, improv, I've been doing that very consistently um, for the past year. And stand-up, like, I wrote for a bit. It never really happened. I'm taking a class now, and I'm like doing open mics every now and then. And then music is something I've been consistently like dabbling in, um, and it's something I really want to do more of. But it's kind of the thing where, and I definitely want your opinion on this. I feel like I cannot get enough. When I write, I'm like, I'll be in love with a piece. I'll be like, this is amazing. This this chord progression or these lyrics, and then you play it, and then like a week goes by, and then you're like, okay, mm. well, I want to add something to it, and either you do or you don't. Another week goes by, and you're like. 
You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, oh yeah. And that to me is kind of a struggle because I'm. It's like it's like with jokes. It's like there's a couple of jokes in my set that I just I hate. I'm like <laughs> this joke sucks, but it's like a crutch segue. Like I need to come up with something better. Right. Yeah. And then and then for something that is not the main focus, it's really hard to put in the time and energy to one be good, two produce good, and three consistently produce good. And so with uh, with other shows and other things taking precedence. That's where I find myself with music, where it's just like, right now, I think my goal is just slow incremental progress and rolling with it when I can. Like, just coming home, taking some chords I like, playing them, maybe maybe trying to loop over them. I'm new to the loop game, but it's very fun. Um, yes, I know. My, my uh, bassist and I have started getting into the loop game a little bit, and uh, man, that's a whole... Oh my gosh. It's a whole world, man. It is. It's a whole world. And I, I'm not going to claim to be any sort of even proficient at it, but it's definitely, I, I originally, many, many moons ago, it's kind of like, uh, oh, computers and music, come on, guys. No, it's, it's, uh, it's just opening up whole new worlds of possibility for individual artists and, and groups and bands. And, uh, and I think empowering musicians to do more with less, express themselves more fully. Very cool. So I'm psyched that you're part of that. And I was going to say, read the, uh, read that phenomenon you're talking about. I would just say props to you for keeping it regular, man, because you know, all the wisdom that I would have say that it's, it's really more about consistency Mm -hmm. than being good. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. 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 Um, I've found that true in my experience and I've also just found it true in like listening to podcasts of other artists and musicians. And it's just like the guys who just make themselves adhere to a regular timetable, who just keep generating stuff, who are willing to accept that something is not quote unquote good, but put it out there and keep going. Like those are the people who get good. You know, those are the Mm -hmm. people who improve like, and every once in a while, maybe you get a stroke of genius happening or maybe you just push out a bunch of garbage for a while, but you know, you're not doing it for anyone else. You're doing it for you. And, and like in the long game, that is how you actually get good. It's not by like that. Oh, I know I hear this in my mind and it sounds so good. And when I play it, why doesn't it just sound like, like, why doesn't it sound like what I'm thinking about? Why can't I express that? It's like, well, that's because you haven't done it enough yet, right? Yeah, like yeah, to, yeah. to like to have your like physical and like tactile skill set match match the power of your imagination. If you know but, what a sound is, you don't know how to play that. Sound. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, I and you know, as someone who's like mostly just a dumb fuck drummer who just bangs shit a lot of the time, you know, I have lots of melodic ideas, and sometimes I sit behind a keyboard or a guitar, and I know exactly what the idea is, and I'm not able to articulate it quite yet you know it's like it's like wanting to speak in our language that you just don't speak yet and yet you have like this poetry that you know you want to express in it but uh you know just just keeping at it man i mean like that's that's really the you the have trick. to study the language yeah i mean that's and that's that's the non-glamorous part about it right like yeah i mean because a lot of people have imagination but like that's the the thing that actually gets you there is the the very non-imaginative very like diligent calculated process of just like working out like anything, just doing it consistently, setting goals for yourself, trying to make incremental improvements, which again, seems like you have a pretty good grasp of because the podcast is like you set yourself this mentality, like once a week, do this damn thing. Yeah. That, and, you were talking about like, um, and I don't mean, I do not mean to call any of my guests garbage, but like, I don't 
I, I, I put an, I put the effort in that I think the guest in the show deserves, but it's not perfect. It's not going to be a perfect episode. It's right. Some, some of them might be garbage. Some of them I might be off my game because I'm on every fucking episode. So you, you might just, be you're off your game. Exactly. You just might not have a good chemistry well, of like the guest. The guest just it. might not. Not that like the guest isn't interesting, but it's like you know it's a format that some people have trouble. Yeah, like there's a million factors, but like you keep doing it. And I've also it's kind of crazy, right? It's like we all think about like the end game in mind of like oh like when i have like these fans and these consumers of my art and everything i'm like you know like well like who would want to listen to this or like whatever but it's like you just keep doing it and somehow people just start to come into the fray and after a point dude it's like especially with something like a like a podcast which is like very very intimate you know has a history of just literally being starting off like a couple of guys in their mom's garage or their living room or whatever talking about their like Dungeons and Dragons game or whatever, like so intimate, right? But like over time you find the people who love your stuff and they spread it to more people. And then it's like, you can have an episode where you are just, you're literally just like making fart noises for half an hour and people fucking love it, man. Like it's cool. Cause like you found your people and like, and they know you. So it's not like there's a pressure for you to perform at a certain level. It's just like, I'm coming to the table cause I want to see what Jonathan has to say this week. Yeah. Like that's, that's really cool, man. Like, I, I will say that is consistent with kind of the level of feedback that I've gotten because you've done what, a lot of fart noise episodes. A lot. Mo- it's mostly fart <laughs> mostly noise. Farts. It's like a hundred hours and like seventy is farts. Ah. <laughs> no. Uh, after a while, because it is mostly like people from the coalition community, yeah. which is a little bit like I don't necessarily want it to be the coalition podcast, which it has been called. But there are so many wonderful people there that I can't. Yes. I don't need to go and find people who aren't in that community because yes. there are so many people who even whether or, not, whether or not we talk about improv the whole time or not, which I've done and I haven't done where it's just like there's musicians there. There are people who make films and all this other, all this other garbage um, that people <laughs> <It's> <laughs> trash. Get a fucking real job. All things I really <laughs> love doing. Um, <laughs> but like. I've had the, the one of the, the strange things again. I feel like it's part of the journey. <laughs> is um, I guess a bit where I didn't have to like ask people to be on the show anymore. People just like would ask me because they listen to like their friends have an episode. Like one person plugs the episode, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, there's my friend Tom's episode, or there's my friend Jake's episode, and it's just like, yeah, you listen and you like, oh, and then people will just talk to you be like, yeah, I listened to Dan's episode and it was great, or this thing, yeah, or like. Um, I literally one time was, uh, I was at Guar Bar and we were at like a bunch of us were there and I heard people talking about it and I wasn't even part of the conversation. They were talking about all these different episodes. Dude, that's incredible. And I was like, yeah. And then I, I got like three people who wanted how, to do it. How did it. that make you feel in that moment? It felt really cool. It felt really cool. It felt like, um, it was start. it was the conversation was started by uh, this one guy, his name's Kale. And, uh, I remember he said something when he did his episode where he was just like, thank you for contributing this to the community kind of thing. Like you are part of what makes it strong. I don't know if I got that on record or not. I hope I did. But like, I think it was at the end of his episode, but that made me feel like, oh, this means some, this, it's like when you listen to music or lyrics or anything, it's like, that means something to me, but what if that is not even close to what they meant to do? I meant to have a show because I wanted to do something. I wanted to make something. I wanted to say, this is my thing and I made it. And, uh, to somebody else, it's like, I'm, I'm bringing the community together and I'm doing all these, these positive things. And I'm like that, that to me is when I feel like I've actually made something because it's like, it's interpreted in a completely separate way. And I love it. Cause that's what you, that's one of the reasons why I think people like 
art is because they can interpret it their own way. Absolutely. I can't tell you how many songs I, I listen to and I'm like, this is what this means to me. Probably not what it means to them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it just fascinates me, especially lately. Lately, music has been blown my mind. Um, yeah. So, so I think that's what, that's what that meant to me, which is yeah. like, that is, that is my show being bigger than I think it is, or I intended it to be or anything like that. It's where, it's where the quote that I fully believe in that, uh, don't take yourself too seriously, but take what you do very seriously. Hmm. Um, which kind of expands to like people, if you were doing something, people are, it's, it affects other people. People are indulging if it's, especially if it's an art or like music. So take that very seriously. Don't fuck around with that because people are paying attention, but don't take yourself because you don't have an ego. Don't think, Oh, I deserve this. I'm, I'm the podcast guy. Like I've had a couple people tell me that. And I'm like, I'm just the, I just like doing it. It's, it's, it's not a hassle for me. And that's what makes it easy. That's what makes it fun. And also I believe what will continue to make you more and more successful at it. Truly. I, I, the thing, the hard thing is you have to continue to believe that. Cause there was a time in the past year where I got way too big of a head. I got a little full of myself. And then I came crashing down, and I was like, <laughs> thanks for the ego check, universe. I am uh, listening. Come to Jesus moment, man. Absolutely. I'm always, always, always here for a good uh, CTJ moment, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> the old CTJ. <laughs> for someone who considers myself more of an agnostic or like non-denominational spiritualist, I use uh, come to Jesus moment a lot. It's just, <laughs> it's just too powerful of like a motif, you know? Absolutely, because I mean, even if you don't believe it, like there's still the idea of this Jesus that you can come to yeah. in a moment, and that is totally <laughs> you come to in a moment, <laughs> just a moment, just a quick moment, uh, just a moment for a little CTJ. CTJ, yeah. I'm gonna start saying CTJ because I say it enough, like you know, it's like fucking people, people know what you're talking about. I'm like, oh man, that was a real CTG moment, and the people will be like, oh, you shortened it. Yeah, I'm trying this new thing. Yeah, it's the new thing I'm doing. I want to. I want to ask you about this because I feel like you you just kind of transitioned a little bit, <laughs> okay, very nicely. And I'm always here for the natural segues. Let's do it, man. Um, okay, so you said you are spiritual. I'm not asking you to define it. Just confirm. Yes. Okay. Um, for me, that means that the way I'm interpreting it, the way I'm going to go with it. The way that I, I, I also want to say, like, uh, I said humanist as well, because, well, I want to see where you're going with this, because I, the, the word, the word spiritual, spirituality has a lot of connotations. So I'm, I may be focusing on one thing that, um, that I want to talk about. Yes. And so it. I feel like you, yeah, you're, you're definitely down. Um, uh, more of like an energy kind of thing. Okay. Like, um, all right. So, oh, I feel like I don't know how to like get into this like smoothly. Without just like, this is what it is. Okay, so give me a quick definition of your version of spirituality. Let's go that way first. Let's let's try the back door. Hmm. <laughs> let's try the back door. Front door. Front door's weird. A real a CTJ <laughs> back door session, if you will. Uh, Jesus said, "Come in the back door." We're going sure the back did. door. <laughs> Man, ah, define spirituality for you in, in like in like a loose like yeah, yeah held to this thing, just like. Give me a quick. That, that, this is where I got hung up just now. Where it's just like, how do I say what I think I want to say? And I'm just like, I don't know. Without leaving myself open to ridicule oh, of being a fucking <laughs> fucking weirdo, the, the trillionth millennial who's like, I'm spiritual, not religious, right? Basically. Uh, it, actually, funnily enough, which by the way, fun, you can say funnily enough. I used to think that funnily enough sounded weird, and you couldn't say it. I, I checked into it. Well, I can't. will say that you said it, and I was like. 
I, I dealt with it because somebody used to say it. I was like, sure, that's not what you say. Oddly enough, funny enough, you can't say funnily enough. I think I looked into it. You could say funnily. Anyway, uh, so I'm actually finding myself... I used to have a very clear distinction between spirituality and and uh, religion, right? And that, sure. like, religion is this kind of this organized thing with rules and dogma. And I, and I see spirituality more as a kind of a general, a general, uh, awareness or attempted awareness of forces at play or energy at play beyond what is, uh, immediately tangible to us in the five senses. And that, I mean, that, that is me like no, 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 trying no, no, to no. think of something right now, yeah, yeah, like yeah. To, to go with that and, and kind of tied in with that, just, uh, uh, be, like being willing to, to explore those spaces and, and understand. And, and again, you said the word earlier and I agree, man, like, uh, energy, energy. like, like tapping into like an energy beyond like waves of light and sound, you know, like there's a presence there, although it's not, but like not necessarily to, to like fully flesh out that presence and not necessarily with like rules on how you should mm-hmm. yes, uh, yes. interact with that presence. All you right. know what I mean? So I'm going to take you, I'm going to go from the back door to the middle of the house when I come to the back door. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, You're out of the mudroom. So I, for me lately, yeah. this is, this is my, one of my favorite, this is one of the reasons why I knew bringing you on to be so good because I knew we'd get right to the shit and I knew that ah. the vulnerability would come back to the show because I feel like it's been a lot of, it's been my, it may or may not have been a lot of posh. Uh, oh. Circumstance. Oh, I'm um, very, I'm very unpolished. I'm a, I'm a dirty scoundrel. Love it. Um, no posh from me, sir. <laughs> oh, you're, 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 you're eating what I can only assume is a four day old sandwich. <laughs> a four day old sandwich. That <laughs> I did not buy. Nor will I tell you where I got it. I do not need to know about Chester and his. It wasn't a fridge. Gang. Man, Chester, <laughs> Chester and the Bridge Gang has some really bomb ass sandwiches, man. Okay, I so, think this is pigeon. Anyway, yes, I think this is pigeon. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> Finally, we are earning our comedy podcast genre. Um, <laughs> that's the yucks for all you out there in Radio Land. Sorry, there's like, go on. There's like a good laugh every episode. Um, I, so, so I'm just going to say this. I'm going to start with the crazy thing and then work my way off, <laughs> off the ledge. Okay. Uh, I feel a lot like what you were saying, like the universe has been sending me signs. Okay. And not like a, there's a God or there's this. It's more like, um, let's say you, are, and this is an example, like, oh, should I go out tonight or should I stay in? And then like, you can't get your door unlocked. That's like a very dumb example of a sign. Like you should stay in. Did this? Did, just curious. Did this happen to you? This did not. Okay. <laughs> this I, sometimes. It's like I'm, I'm concerned if your locks aren't working because if you if there's a fire and emergency, I'm you cannot get out of your house. <laughs> this is <laughs> troubling. And also, I don't remember but, if you locked the door when I came in, but I right. need to go eventually. Are we doing another yeah, also, door yes. session? Will I be allowed to leave? <laughs> if so, which door? <laughs> um, All right. Yeah. So for me, it's been it's been. Um, I gotta give a shout out. Um, to Katie Holcomb. Uh, I don't know if she Katie wants to... Katie Holcomb. I don't know if she wants to shout out. She has been getting into, like, tarot cards. Tarot cards? I, yeah. Tarot? I like tarot better, but it's tarot. Oh, That's man. An inside. It's a weird gonna You're going to trigger some people with that pronunciation. Tarot, I love it. Tarot cards. A bunch of tarot cards. Tarot cards, right? Tarot cards? The old tarot cards. Uh, she's been, like, pulling them for, like, a, for like Instagram. So she'll, like, put it on her story. Mm. And I'm telling you... Actually, I'll keep going even further back. Shout out to the CoStar app. Um, the, the horoscope app? Horoscope app. It's this, it's this app that's basically it's like a horoscope app, whatever. And, okay. And beforehand, I would like not really, like, I was like, 
I don't really care about any of that stuff. I didn't really have any kind of like guiding force or anything kind of influencing me. Mm. But I will say that um, I started reading my horoscope. Like, is this like a, it's not like, like a, uh, if you go to the mall on Tuesday, like <laughs> you'll find out that, whatever it's like, yeah. it's like actually like looking into different aspects. And for me, it's not so much like, this is a true thing. This is so written day. This is me. It's more like, these are things that, um, someone's writing and I don't know how they come up with them. I don't know what it is about the time I was born and the day that I was born. But for me reading those, it, it helps me connect with what's going on inside of me. So like in my head or something. So like I'll read a line, and it could be, it could mean anything. It could be for literally anybody. Sure. It's like that's relevant to me right now. Sure, that's relevant. And then like a, lo- a lot of times, it's all very relevant. It's a lot of words. So she's been pulling these cards, and they've all been relevant to me. And I'm telling you, they've all been they've all came at this time when I like needed some kind of validation or something like that. Like she took a little break, and I was like going through some shit. And then like literally, I was on the phone with my mom. I was like talking to her, and I was like, I feel better after the phone call. And then I check Instagram, and that time, literally, when I was on the phone with my mom, she had pulled a card, and it was like really relevant to me. Mm. So like that's what this is kind of the 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 first hit of the shovel, the biggest scoop. Um, is like that. And then there's just all these other little things like, um, I'll put on a playlist on shuffle and then a song will come on. That's really relevant to how I'm feeling and thinking and, uh, smaller things like, um, I'll go to a meeting and then I get back and my coffee's cold and I don't drink it. And I didn't need it in the first place because I feel fine. Stuff like that. Just little tiny things. Someone texting you at a certain time, you see a specific set of numbers, things like that. That has been so present in my life for the past, like, four months. Mm. And before that, it was never a thing. I was just completely just, like, winging it. But, okay, so I'll say all that, and then I'll, like, like let you, like, respond. Mm. Well, first off, I want to know if you've shared these feelings with a medical professional. All right. Are you on any medication? The all right. <laughs> I'm concerned for you. No, dude, okay, so... Uh, <laughs> I'm assuming. Wait, so how, uh, no, no, no. Listen, listen. I, 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 I want to go. Sorry, go ahead. I was. I, I, here's what I want to say. Yeah, yeah. Don't go ahead. I'm gonna talk now. Yeah. Why don't you shut the fuck up? Now? <laughs> uh, no, uh, dude. What you are talking about, uh, I believe you could refer to it as synchronicity. Uh, in my experiences, that is the name I attribute to sure. uh, situations like that, and. Uh, Dude, all I can say is fucking power on, man, because... Ride that wave. Yeah, honestly, man, uh, I... So, it's kind of funny how this happened the first podcast episode we did, dude. Just saying, it's a little stupid to say podcast episode, isn't it? We, we, yeah. We know, it's an episode. Couldn't decide on the verbiage there. Uh, But, you know, we, uh, it's interesting how the first time we met, you and I, I think we had a lot of kind of coinciding events and sort of new, Mm -hmm. uh, like philosophies and ideas we were playing with. And here we are again. And actually, like, uh, sometime after we record that episode, um, I kind of got into tarot a little bit. Ooh. And yeah. And actually, uh, it was, through other people, but the the girl I was seeing at the time was very engaged in it. So I bought her deck. I don't know if you know this, but supposedly the thing about tarot is you you can't buy your own deck. It's supposed to be someone else gives the gift of a tarot deck to you. That's like how it passes on or whatever. Today, so, me and forty other people learned. Well, hey, there you go. You're welcome. That's my little random <laughs> tidbit of gift. knowledge. That's but, but 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 uh, it's. Uh, what you talked about, man, you, you hit the nail on the head, as with all these things, synchronicity, be it like tea leaves or like, you know, the weather or tarot card, horoscope, people 
we all, all of us, every day we find these omens or these like totems that we attach significance to one way or another. Yes. And, and we, we all do it. We all do it. And some of us, like myself included for a long time, who consider ourselves to be like, you know, more rational, you know, yeah. you think, well, this is stupid and this sign is significant because X, Y, and Z. But the truth is it doesn't matter because it's running along in the background and the subliminal all the time in little or big ways, yeah. whether or not you realize it. So... Uh, I have found that when you notice those things more and the more you tune into them, uh, the more they become oddly real and oddly prescient, if that is how I'm pronouncing that word. Is it prescient? Prescient? Prescient. Well, we'll pick one later, folks. Honestly, I'm not even sure I know what the word is. It's, uh, it's like uh, like foretelling, you know? It's like something that something that sort of is like an omen in the future, and I've read it in probably Harry Potter or something, and I can't fucking Definitely remember how not. to pronounce I've it. I've read Harry Potter this summer. It's not in there. Ah, fair enough. All right, but, but point being... Uh, I'm a, I, I wholeheartedly endorse your, uh, your, your omen finding and your synchronicity. And, and I will say also, the one little realization that I came to is like, you know, like horoscopes, for example. I, I'm, I'm still not a big fan of horoscopes mm-hmm. uh, because I think sometimes the people who write them are especially garbage and trite at them. But any sort of like fortune telling or something that you're doing the job, the, the idea behind them, right, is there's like a certain ambiguity and like universal applicability to like every card in a tarot deck, you know, because they're supposed to reflect like a range of our like human interactions and emotions and thoughts. And the idea is like, we all, all experience all of this all the time. We just don't necessarily see it. And so drawing something all of a sudden makes you aware of something that's already going on, but you just, you haven't seen it before and you cast light on it. And by simply being aware of it, understanding it, that in of itself is a power to affect the outcome. And to the people who are like, well, it's just random. It can apply to anybody. It's like I used to think that was the counter argument. Like, man, you're like you're not really saying anything in my horoscope. If it's like today you will meet a stranger and have a good interaction, you have fucking every day that happens. But dude, like, so what? You know, because like at the end of the day, that is the point. Is it's universal and it's it's about it's about our mind and your how how we're interpreting it. this information exactly. and what we do with it. Um, and I, I, I'll let you speak. I have another thought to that, but I, <laughs> I want to give you some time to kick in there too. Dead air. <laughs> oh, I'm not afraid of the silence anymore. I feel like that's a thing that nice. uh, is, is, is good, dude. You are you are killing it right now, man. <laughs> yeah, I cannot describe to, to those listening at home. To, I guess all two of you who listen to the podcast who haven't been on it or whatever. But your your air of that was a joke. Sorry, that wasn't very funny. No, no, I get, I, it. I got it. I was. I, I just refer to the fact that you have a very supportive group of people who are part of yeah, the process. But I'm the three people waiting to be on the show. <laughs> Uh, sorry, suckers. I got here first. <laughs> Twice! Yeah. Oh, my God. Thank you, man. Um, sorry I didn't bring beer. I'll remember that. You didn't know. You didn't know. I didn't know. Now I do. I wasn't going to tell you. I wasn't going to force it. But I, I wanted, to, I I wanted to welcome you to that. On the, on the, on the three-peat, on the hat trick, on the hat I, will, trick. I will come bearing gifts. Say, I promise uh, this to I you. I do have some spritzers. No. Uh, somebody, yeah. somebody brought these as a bit. <laughs> and and there they remain as an unused bit. It was like ten episodes ago. <laughs> right. like you just pulled a can of spritzers out from under the table. <laughs> it worked. I think that's great. Uh, anyway, um, sorry. Yeah. So I, I no. I was just going to say a little side note, man. I, I you are are much more at home in this game right now. Like the the experience, the effort that you've been putting into, very palpable. Appreciate the energy you're putting out. Anyway. Thanks, man. Yeah. I feel like one of the things that you touched on just now that I really appreciate was you 
saying that like I believe in like maybe maybe believe is wrong word, but I believe in what you're saying. But here's why it's bullshit, and then here's why it's not. Like you are 100 percent just looking at it objective, like completely objectively. Is that the right? Is am I using that correctly? I think so. Um, I don't know. I mean, what's subjectivity? Fuck it, we're all subjective. Whatever. I I am, I try to take an objective. That's what I'm saying. Is you're saying like you're saying exactly what I'm thinking. Where it's like these are all generic. It's not relevant until you're thinking about it. Mm-hmm. But what? And the only the only thing that is why this is special to me because I could have read my horoscope at any time and it could have meant nothing to me. There are I'm sure that when I'm reading it because there's like three little blurbs for each thing. There's like ten little things. So like I'm sure like half of them don't mean shit. I'm like, what's the next one say? Because that one might be relevant but for me right now maybe because um my social energy is way different than it used to be and my other things are happening and things are kind of haywire right now and yeah just going through a lot i think you do notice those things because there's millions of other things that i could see that happen around me that i don't notice that i don't care about there's so many songs i listen to that i don't care about that i just like the way they sound or something like that and they don't mean something until I take the time to notice them. Yeah. But for me, yeah. so, so, but the beautiful thing and why it's such a relevant thing to me now is because I am noticing them more because they are happening more and they are all, if not, um, helping me figure out what I'm thinking or helping me get to a point, I'll be thinking something or I'll get to a point and then it will come and like validate what I'm thinking. Like, it, like example of the card, like when I got done with a phone call with my mom, I was like, I reached this point. And then the card basically just said like, you will reach this point. Not exactly that explicit or lame, but like, Basically, it was just like, I feel this way. And then the card's like, validation. And I'm just like, oh, fuck. Like, this, that makes me feel good. It makes me feel like I made the right choice. It makes me feel like when I couldn't get out of my house, I was like, staying in is the right choice. And I stay in and I watch YouTube videos. And then I'm like, this was a great fucking night. Or like, they have a bad time whenever I'm going out. That's, that's where I love because it's like, it's, it's only bullshit. Um, it's the only person that's not bullshit to me. Two is me because it's like it's happening to me. It's my reality, and I can tell people about it, and they can be supportive. Like you are, like uh, other friends who I have talked about to it, and that's that's great and fine. But like the most important thing is interpretation. This is how my life's going. This is how I'm viewing it. And to me, this is the most spiritual I've ever been because it's kind of like it's it's like this go with the flow kind of thing. Yeah, it's when the flow is like you're going the right way. Like this is the flow, and you're like I'm already on my way. I'm already running. Like yeah, we are good to go. So that's why I'm just like spiritual hell yeah. That's what I'm feeling right now, dude. Uh, oh, I can just keep saying more power to you and keep reading the signs, man, for real. Because uh, uh, one one thought that I had when you were talking is like, so just using tarot as an example, right? It's like let's say, let's say that like all things exist in every spectrum of color around you all the time, but you can only see in blue. So it's like everything you see in blue is real, right? All of a sudden you draw a card and it's like, okay, now you're putting on the red lens. Oh, fuck. And so it's just like, okay, Wait, now I see. Do I still get the blue lens too? You can have the blue lens or you can take the red, the blue lens away. I'm not sure. This is, yeah, this is like a half, half-baked analogy. I you feel know, like, I hey, feel let's like try you, this again. Okay. You're, you're Predator and you have a series of different, uh, visions in your, in your Predator helmet. You I'm know, like from the movie Predator. Like, okay, now I got blue. Now I got red. So you got like heat vision, x-ray vision, yeah. Uh, the other visions, <laughs> night, night vision. Yep. You know, there's like Day the vision, vision that we see. There's the vision, water fucking vision. like yeah, like sharks use vision. electromagnetic vision, right? These are all like real frequencies of um, of like information of like of like matter and energy, right? Yeah. And we see what we see. 
And so it's like you draw a card and all of a sudden it's like, oh, I didn't think about it like that. And so it's not like this is your future and this will come true. They're not designed that way. But the point is it's like now I'm tuned into something I wasn't really thinking about before. Exactly. And going off of that, when you're talking about – yeah, you didn't want to go outside, and then it's like, okay, like, well, no, I made the right call. Like, dude, how how freeing is it? How much does it change where you are in the moment and where you are moving forward when you look at everything that's happened to you in the past and think that's exactly how it was supposed to be? Yeah, like everything. And I, and I and I realize that like I feel like it's even yeah. more empowering when something goes wrong, and you're like, I made the wrong choice. And you but that, say, but the, but exactly it. When you, if you realize you made the wrong choice, then making the wrong choice was still the right choice. If exactly. you learn from it and if you move forward, man, exactly. like it really is crazy. And again, like all the data points are the same. Everything that has happened in your past is always going to be the way that it was. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you can take one event and say like, "Oh, that was one of my biggest regrets," or you can take it and say, "That was one of my biggest lessons." Yeah, and. And it's, it's amazing. Like, I, I know I sound like a real self-help hippie guru type right now. I know these are all things. They're all things you have to work on. They're things that float in and out of my ability to achieve. But when you can do that, man, I mean, that is a palpable difference in your perception. And that perception in turn has a very real tangible difference in future outcome and present outcome. I fully, fully believe that like completely. I feel like it's a different way to grow and learn as like a person. So like you say like, Oh, it's kind of hippie. Maybe it's considered like the hippie way to get to something, but like it's just someone else's journey. It's just another way that I, it's like people who are religious who like, God help me get there kind of thing. That's, I had that thought today. I was just like this, like going, like, like going through something like kind of traumatic, like some people might, might lean to the Lord kind of thing. I'm, I'm not really familiar with exactly how that would go, but like for me, it's like, I, I hear he's great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, we had, we had a moment at the back door and it was pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> CTJ. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So like, like if, if I'm going through a traumatic experience, like <clears throat> I'm using these signs as a way to help me navigate that experience. I'm using mm-hmm. them. I'm using all this as a way to say like, um, this is where I am now. This is the point B is like me being better and over this thing. And this is how I'm going to get there. This is my path. And I'm going to take the, the hippie bicycle or the magic carpet or whatever it is. Yeah. Whatever you take the hippie is. bicycle, you take the the Christian bus, you know, you take the Buddhism boat, like whatever, man. Like the Buddhism boat. I don't know. The Buddhism boat. What a great name for like an improv group or like just like a actual cruise that <laughs> just, the although, although I feel like I like would a bunch of Buddhists really want to get on some sort of cruise, cruise ship. I don't know, <laughs> but I digress. But no, man, I mean, it's, it's, it's so true, which is actually why like, you know, I definitely went through like a very, like I was raised in a church, but never like super strictly religious. It was like a great outlet for me. I realized looking back at it, that gave me a lot of support, but there's definitely a period of time in my life. Uh, for about a decade where I was like just heavily secular and just kind of like, as soon as you start mentioning religion or the Bible or the, the big G word or any of that, I'm just like, I'm bristling a little cause I'm like, I can't really trust where you're coming from yeah. because you're talking this talk and like religion is responsible for so much ills. And I'm, I'm very glad to say that I have really come the fuck off that high horse yes. and really like humble myself now to the point where it's like, dude, like these people, like, you're going at it the same, di- like different, different mode of transportation, same journey. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, uh, 
And absolutely, man, like like uh, people who go to church every Sunday, you hear a sermon. That's your tarot card reading for the week. You Basically. Know? What is it in my life right now that I can apply? You find a Bible verse, like, and it's like, oh, yeah, it's this a tarot, makes sense. It's a tarot card. And it's a way to, like, build those connections, see those signs. And it's almost like ideally, a mantra. People have those things. Yeah, like, yeah, mantra. I mean, dude, there's like there's infinite number of ways to do yeah. it. Yeah, I've I've been really trying lately. I've been really trying to uh, build a a sort of regular meditation practice. Um, oh, there you go. It's an ongoing challenge, but I mean, I mean, Concept you know, battle. these are these are all these are just all tools in the toolbox, man. And you know, like you could have a completely different tool set than me, but like. I don't you give still, a fuck you, anymore. You I, I respect what you're doing. You, you know? still have something that's going to like hammer, whether I'm using yeah, a rock yeah. or something. Yeah, you have a rock, I have a hammer, tools, but you have a power drill. Same I've got way like to a do whatever. Job. Yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. <laughs> Some weird shit we've never even seen before. Maybe we've got a lucky few people have like a magical like ray gun space box that can just do everything really yeah, easily. Right? I, I don't know. Ray Not, gun, space box. Analogies and metaphors. There it is. Ray guns and space box. No, ray gun, space box. Ray gun, space box. I thought that'd also be a good band name or album title. Like, there's so much you could do with that. Wait, could we could we do a little segue? Yeah. Do we just do a quick five things? Give me five improv group names. Oh my gosh. Um, ketchup and mustard. Okay. Uh, stolen coasters. Two. Uh, wood paneling. Three. Um, oh no. Four. <laughs> and uh, fifteen horses. Five. Those are five things. <laughs> I love that you want to do this. When's nice. the last time you've done improv? Uh. So, I mean, the class or like performing it was like with you guys. Um, did, you, but, did you take another class? No, I just I just took the the one hundred level. I mean, I, I as you probably remember, like I did it in DC for like a year and a half before I moved down here. Yeah, moved down here. I really wanted to continue the practice of it. It's just things moved in a different direction. Absolutely. I still love it, and honestly, man, like my favorite thing to do is try to like sneakily. Uh, get people that I meet in my everyday life to do improv <laughs> without realizing it. Like mostly, admittedly, through playing like a couple of the simpler games. But dude, it's it's so funny how universal the joy is when someone locks a mind meld in, like on the first word or like with five things, like getting people into it. And like it's just it's just such a great opportunity to like get people flexing that creative muscle, you know. So like I. I love the process. I respect it. I try to find ways to like connect it to my own life, and I do eventually want to uh, come back yes. to the fold. Yes. But like I, another thing, I realize is like you know I, I am at least the type of person like you're fighting this like I, no fighting a battle is the right word. But you're on this like four pronged, four tier journey right now, right? And you're like doing it. Uh, I've learned that where possible, my attention is so easily dissipated to the point of like a complete lack of forward momentum that I'm doing best when I really take one thing, dive into it, get to a certain point, and then, you know, it's, branch out from there. So so, so just at that particular moment, I was like, I just simply do not have the time to pursue this in this way, to like be going to this yeah. class and everything, but um, I still fucking love it. And yeah. I didn't mean to completely, de- I mean, we'll get back to the conversation, but I just, uh, I wanted to have a little improv right there, because it's like, okay. five, I always have to explain five things to people, and it's like, yeah, yeah it's five things. Right, five things you'd make a podcast about. Five things i make a podcast about. Wheelbarrows. Um, the Munich Olympics, uh, how just a horrible person Rush Limbaugh is in every way, um, directions the country can go and, uh, omens in your everyday lives and how they can make us better. Yeah. Yeah. I do love, I do love someone. That last one actually would make for a pretty good podcast. I think, right? Like if you just explore a different sort of 
my gosh, if only there was like of a, omens or some something. kind of network that we could. Whoa, dude. <laughs> Weirdest fucking thing. I had that thought, and then I was like, here I am in this <laughs> network. But, but you know what, man? Seriously, though, like all jokes aside, th- like our meeting right now is a moment of synchronicity, right? Absolutely. Because like it's like we have not like been necessarily in super contact. We've like stayed in each other's like sphere of influence through the ever blessed loving gram and social media. And then I ran into you at Quirk. Random. So good. But and also let's attribute this to the fact that honestly Richmond is a really small fucking city. <laughs> and you good you though. get to know people. No, I, I dig it, dude. Because, uh, that's another interesting, right? It's 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 so small but it's so dense with like points of information and so these like synchronous moments, man, if you tune into them, man, like a chance meeting of a person you did a podcast with a long time ago. Like you yeah, know, cool. it's 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 cool. I like one little idea, one little interaction just just just, just yeah, just like affects you moving forward, man. It's really cool. Um, yeah, sorry, derail, what were we talking about? Uh, it's segways. Oh, the, pre- the Predator Vision. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're going all the way back to a Predator Vision. I just wanted, no, <laughs> I, I know I locked that in. Yeah, no, we finished that. We, we, yeah, yeah. fucking segues. No, no, you were talking about pulling a tarot card, and was, no, we did, we did like no, that. I, no, I, I finished that okay. thought, sorry, yeah, and I, I'm also, dude, I'm redlining the fuck out of your microphone. Yeah, that's I, fine. My voice does carry when I get excited. I'm, I'm here for it. That's oh, yeah. right. I usually lower it a bunch, though. So. All right, yeah, I'm going to trust you to do to do the work. I'm Are doing you still doing the thing where you do no, no editing? No editing, yeah. Dude, I, I, I did have to... So the funny thing, I was, think, I was thinking about uh, your episode, your previous episode, because I got dinner with Matthew today, who, funny enough, is my roommate. He lives here. I'm guessing he's not here right now, right? I don't know. He lives upstairs. There's an upstairs. All right. Um, so <laughs> anyway, I didn't, I didn't get the tour of the house when I came in. Anyway. No, because usually what I try to do is I try to like bring people in immediately. Be like, I gotta go to the bathroom. I'm like that. That has happened before. There's an episode actually where uh, the most comments I ever got on episode was uh, I really like listening to Taylor P at the beginning of his episode because <laughs> apparently he's, uh, you remember my old room. Like, yeah. I moved it to my desk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, so he was, like, in the bathroom, and I guess it just sound just carried. Um, so I was, I was thinking about the episode. So the first thing that happened on that, the first thing notable is uh, that was when episodes were two hours long. Mm-hmm. They're minimum one hour now instead of minimum two. Um, the second thing that happened is that was the first I time. I think that's a wise decision. It, it became very clear after uh, 22 episodes that this was not sustainable. And it was really hard to get people. It's a lot of hours of talking, man. For real, I didn't mind it, and like I've I've, I've pushed hour forty five. Actually, the one before this was uh, almost two hours, just just by default. Um, but those are the good ones. You don't want to force two hours. You want to force an hour. Um, that's what I like to do. Um, so that was that time that happened. First time I ever got drunk on the show. Uh, obviously, that's happened many more times, um, <laughs> almost to the point where I'm like, I don't know if I should release this. Um, first time I ever had to bleep out a name on the show, it was my ex-girlfriend. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. We were really getting into some... We were. Uh, some delicate subject matter for both of us, truly. First time I ever had three people on the show, because Quentin was there for the first that's bit. That's right. He was. Um, and then, I mean, there's so many just weird... How is Quentin doing? Is he still in the game? No. I, Me and Smokey were the only ones to take another improv class. And Matthew. Um, Smokey only took another class. We're talking about one-on-one. Deep cuts to the first... Te- the single-digit episodes. Deep cuts, baby. Oh, my gosh. Um, Matthew and I are still doing regular stuff. Uh, Molly's doing a lot of, with Sketch. And then everyone else disappeared. Except, and meanwhile, 
you met new people along the way. Oh, of course, because there, there's a community of hundreds strong. I now have, for the first time in my That's life... That's how it goes, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it happens. Uh, it's the first time in my life that I have, like... Uh, Triple-digit mutual friends with people. Like, that's... Triple-digit mutual... Mutual friends, like, on Facebook. Like, I'm friends with... Wait, wait, wait. You triple... As in, like, over 100 mutual friends? Yeah. I mean, this is Facebook. Congratulations. Hey, man. Milestones. It's it's how big this community is. Yeah. It's all about the community. Um, It's incredible. It really is. But, yeah, so that was the the thought I had was... Yeah, I do do no editing still. Um, I do an intro music show, outro music... Um, and it's proven to be effective. I don't know. No, no one's complained about the music. I think one person was like, it's too long. And I'm like, well, fuck you. It's my fucking show. Yeah. Um, fuck you person. And then at the uh, end of my friend's episode, last episode, I put two minutes of music cause it's a song he hates. Uh, it's a little bit. So that was fun. If you, if you're wondering why moon hooch was playing excessively moon at hooch. the end of last episode, <laughs> Lovely some voodoo. I listen to some voodoo any day, bro. Voodoo. Except when I'm like not in the mood to listen to voodoo shit. Right. About half the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that half that I'm into it, man, let's fucking party. Absolutely. Sacks me up. <laughs> come, come to Jesus. CT. Come to Moon Hooch. Uh, but yeah, so that that that's another reason why the show is able to continue because uh, it's not too much work. Um, when I did uh, when I did videos, when I was making YouTube videos, too much work. Had so much editing, yeah. Six hours for a 10, 15-minute like video. 10-minute video, yeah. It's like, this is not worth it. But, um, God, where, where did this start? I was talking about last episode. Um, yeah, that was also the only one or two episodes that I had a, t- at that black table for. Mm-hmm. That was like, that was like my, the, you, you and Quentin were my first episodes that weren't with my friend Tom. Like, that's crazy for me to yeah. think about. Like, wow. That, you, you, got, you got in at the beginning I remember Round four single digits, man. I re- episode four. I remember what episode is this now for you? Sixty one. Fuck yeah, dude. Sixty one. Oh man. Cool. And I, I guess you don't know. Uh, I've done some live episodes for the theater, so this is actually like sixty three if you count the two ones I've uploaded. So how does that work? You you at Coalition you mm-hmm. set up. It's called Coalition Live, and it's uh, I bring on five people uh, one by one, and then I create like a panel. And then we just talk about bullshit. It's still it's still getting refined because I've only done two episodes, so it's really hard to like grow with that. And also, it's like sure. a show, and it's under the moniker of the theater. Yeah, right, right. But uh, yeah, that's a big, that's a very fun thing that um, has been born from the show. Just yeah, yeah it's, it's funny thinking about me at that time and every just how much of a baby I was. You know what I mean? Like thinking like about in, it in turn, like in terms of this particular medium, like that medium, other mediums, like. Like, think about where you were, like, you didn't have a band when we did the no, first one. No, no, we were both, well, I I don't remember how long you've been living in town. I was Two years. quite new. September okay, so you had a little time under your belt. But you were... But the whole know, time I was in a relationship. relationship. That you got not, yeah, and that's like, we, we were definitely both, and I was also kind of trying to recover from mm-hmm. tremendous heartbreak. And it was a very, like, we were definitely meeting in a very transitional period. It's very cool. Mm-hmm. And I remember we talked about our goals, and you had those goals, and I talked about how I wanted to get involved in, you know, comedy and improv and music. And But you, uh, the, you the, the, the analogy I had in my head was like, we were both trying to juggle, and I learned I can really only juggle two, and you learned I got to focus on one, or I'm going to drop every single one. Of yeah, them. man, just, just one thing, and like, and also, like, I just, from like, you know, like studying 
other people who are successful, you know, these like renaissance men and women who just like, they're like, they own a restaurant and they have their own fortune 500 company and they have a charity and they also like to go like mountain climbing every day. And they also like I'm are already, a chef I'm and stress the fuck out. You know what I mean? Like, and you're just like, how in the fuck? Like, how do you get, and it's like all of them, man, like all of them, just one thing at a time, one thing at a time. And the trick is like taking the micro element of like that concept of just continual practice regularity that disciplined sort of just pushing out content every week take that to the macro level and it's like you spend nine months a year multiple years working on a specific project or like a skill set and while you do that if you're doing it the right way you're not just building that one area of your life you're building all these areas and Mm -hmm. so that when you just suddenly decide to switch gears and focus on something else it's like there's a whole new plethora. I mean, the most the, the most tangible example of that just being like doing something that makes a lot of money and then the money gives you the freedom to do like anything else. And I'm not trying to like no, no, no. glorify paper chasing, but just, just the fact that like you work hard at one thing, you know, you're not starting off thinking like I'm going to be a rock drummer and produce movies and like own a restaurant, right? You're just like, you just start off being like, I'm going to work my ass off landscaping for whatever because I like landscaping. And then all of a sudden, like, you have a decent amount of money. You invest it into a restaurant. Maybe the restaurant does well. Statistically speaking, it probably won't, but that's besides the point. <laughs> the restaurant does well. Now you have even more influence. It's like, all right, I want to direct movies. Now I have I have the money and the time and the equipment I need. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not articulating this the no, best I, way. But it's I, just, I, no, you know I, what I mean? I, it's, I, like, it's like you, so, you lift up one platform and, like, the other stuff so comes like, with. Yeah, you so know? it's like... Um, like I recently got to do be like a directorial uh, apprentice. Oh, uh, how cool! It was it was on the slasher, the Halloween show. Never yeah. seen it. It's a coalition. It's a show where they spray fake blood everywhere. Wow, it's, I gotta check that out, man. Wait, so it's it's an improv show, but there's it's an a, improvised horror movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. So so how? So, just so, side so, note. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. So, yeah. so the relevant part is. Uh, I have this experience, and uh, I'm like directing my own show, and like directing Coalition Live. So now, again, looking at experience like this, just for the sake of the analogy, um, when I want to do, let's say, wipe all that in a year, I want to direct a show. I already have this. This will come easier. Whatever this yeah. kind of thing is, like yeah. getting producing or whatever experience, yeah. doing these things, or money, or resources, or whatever it is, or networking kind of thing. Yeah, you, you build yeah, that yeah. up, it's and then people, the rest of it's like social to build capital, up. same exact idea, right? It's like you, you build up this like solid group of people, social, physical, or mental yeah. capital capital i like it yeah 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 because again like I've, i i chose the money example just because it was the most like straightforward i i i, I but like yeah you know what i'm saying like i also didn't get locked in my own house so i get it you need the analogy you need Call the back. clear analogy <laughs> uh i think we need to get in the band i think we need to hear i think we need to hear about the band oh, um, okay i don't know how long you, you would like to episode to go we are about at an hour, so you have your out. It's already been an hour? It, we got here at 8.25. At was that Mike hot from the moment I walked in the door? Was that what? Was that Mike hot the moment oh, I walked in the door? Oh, it was hot at 8. Steaming hot at 8. No, it was hot at 8.05. I, I knew you were going to be late, so yeah. I, got a, I, got, I got out of the shower at 8. Nice. And I immediately walked out, set it up, just in case you were early, being late. And then uh, I just kept like going back and making sure. Yeah, the thing, it, it's always hot. That's, that's the rule for this show is... If yeah, you, if you will foot in the door, that mic is probably hot. It's Dude. Oh, God, it's hot. Don't touch it. I, I love it. 
the construct. Catch man. all the moments. That was one thing I messed up early on. Was like I'm missing these or intro yeah, moments. Yeah, like wait, when's when's the podcast starting? It's like dude, it's happening right now. Right, like, fucking yeah, now. Let's absolutely. jump right into it. It's uh, when the I'm band. when I'm yeah. filming an interview now for because I'm a journalism major. It's like I have the same exact principle. Like as soon as I set that camera up, I'm rolling it. I'm rolling it when I'm micing them up. I'm rolling it when I get a sound check. I'm rolling yeah. it when I'm just having a conversation about whatever. It's like. You never know, man. It's all it's all, it's all part of the picture. Solid gold. I've missed so many good moments. You really do. It's it's crazy. Yeah. So anyway, um, the band, the band. Yeah. Um, what do you want to know, man? What? Um, we'll plug the band first. Plug the band. Okay. <laughs> I'm still really terrible at plugging my own band. <laughs> uh, I can only, I'm always just like, yeah, well, you know me, and I promise you we don't suck, and you should come check us out. So, okay, so my band, we are called The Lovely Losers. What's, your, what's your Instagram? Our Instagram is, oh, is it Lovely fuck Losers me, RBA? at Lovely Losers RBA, yeah. Uh, I had to think about that for a second, and I even started the gram <laughs> content. So it's at Lovely Losers RVA. We have a Facebook group. We have a Twitter handle, which I will admit we've done nothing with yet. Fuck Twitter. Fuck spending so much time on social media when you're trying to create, man. It's a double-edged sword. Ah. Ah. But anyway, so the band is myself and my buddies Max Barnaki and uh, Chiba D'Souza. Some so, great band names. If we're going to talk about it, yeah. those are the... What's your name? Uh, what was it? Max Bardaki. Max Barnaki. Barnaki. You're in. I don't care what you play. You're Barnaki. in. Barnaki. Max Barnaki. Chiba D'Souza. It's spelled T-H-I-V-A, so a lot of people say Fiva. He's he's from Brazil. He's Portuguese. Who's the singer? Chiva. So it's uh, Chiva on guitar and vocals, Max on bass, and of course yours truly on drums. And I love a good trio. We, so... Yeah, so I mean, I guess like I start with like our sticking points, right? Because we are just awash in a sea of fantastic creativity in this town. So it doesn't really work just to say like I'm in a band or in a rock band. So we are uh, we are very much so we're a trio. That's one thing, right? Um, Chiva is is very fascinating. He's a very multi talented, just creativity shooting out of his eyeballs. Just a fantastic person. He uh, he moved here from Brazil on a temporary uh, visa, and his plan was to. Well, he was already married, but he wanted to get his wife over here too. And he just visited Richmond at one point and fell in love with it. And uh, his wife came over at one point, and then all of a sudden, shit just all went south. He lost his wife. And that's a weird thing to say. She didn't die, but they they split. Uh, and he was very adrift, and so he, was, he, he makes these really cool comic books, and he plays a lot of music. So he was there for a little while, and then because of the visa process, he had to leave the country. Um, fast forward a year, he came back. Uh, he and I just randomly ran into each other at a Circa Survive show. Um 
And we were like, oh, you like this band? Uh, I like this band. Circus Survive, by the way. Love the band. Um, I'm sure they don't need a shout-out. They're, they're popular. I, they are popular, but they're also not popular, you know? Really? It's like okay. they're, they're definitely, like, fringe popular. They're not like, like, I can't tell you the last time I heard a Circus Survive song on the radio, you know? But anyway, point being is we realized we had a commonality. He and Max have been making music together. So anyway, that's a whole bunch of backstory. But just to say, this this guy, the whole time he was heartbroken stuck in brazil right like he's just making these fucking tunes man he just comes back with all these great songs chiva's style is he plays an acoustic guitar and he does this percussive mode of playing called tapping uh and he kind of utilizes like the neck and yeah exactly so it's like it's like fingers on the neck of the guitar to create all your notes there's a lot of like arpeggiated kind of solo line melodic stuff there's a lot of kind of different percussive beats that he gives to the body of the guitar to kind of get a sound. And really, like, you watch him play as a, like, a one-man unit. It's very impressive. And uh, even with my limited knowledge of guitar, you know, I know a lot of people who are good guitar players who are pretty taken in with what he's doing. Like, he's definitely got, he's found his own kind of voice through the guitar. And he also has a very distinctive uh, vocal quality. And so... You know, we just formed a tree around that, and it's just really cool because we we really we all contribute ideas, and like the creative process is kind of like slower in the beginning because you know instead of one person at the helm saying these are the this is the instrumentation, this that's going to work. It's like one of us introduces an idea, we work with it, we form it into something, and so. But the point being, the, the guitar is kind of the centerpiece. The the bass and the drums are kind of built around that. Try to like accent and highlight that. Um, and we consider ourselves, we still haven't known what we consider ourselves, but you can check us out on Spotify. We have a single you can check out by Lovely Losers. Uh, it's called Defined, it's called Defined by Weather. Uh, we have a music video link, online. Links for all this will be in the description. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, God, you're, you're a real podcast, man. Links in the show notes, folks. So, <laughs> yeah, and we, we have a music video uh, that we, that we filmed in, in the show notes that we filmed in, uh, our good old RVA, um, done by a, a friend of ours Gavin fantastic dude um anyway i i i don't want i i hate when people are always like what's your band sound like i i don't know how to describe it but it's it's definitely we've definitely found our own little niche you know there's influences of uh like 90s alternative and post punk in there you know but there's like also there's a lot of um Brazilian musical influences there in there as well. Like we definitely have a couple of songs that have some some samba type grooves in them. Oh my uh, god! And we kind of we kind of flow through these different spaces, and it's been really interesting, man. To like when you perform live, like just seeing the moments that like people really groove on. Like you know, sometimes there's like a little breakdown in a song. We just extend it by five minutes and it turns into a dance party. Ooh. And it's pretty. It's pretty cool. I I have done a really long winded explanation of this. This is because we never really settled on a. Uh, Genre. A great genre. I, but yeah, I mean, we well, are, we are, we are rock it. with like some folk and, uh, and Latin. prog, prog and folk elements to it, I would say. That sounds so cool. Anyway, that's Just my the, band. I like the, I like the way you That's the part that I wish that you would edit. <laughs> There's going to be editing in any segment of the show so no, far. I would so love to just good. take that and just distill it to a blur. It's, it's okay, man. So, I feel like I've, I've already have, made peace with it. We have a little backstory. Like, I'm, like people are invested now. Like, people will check that shit out. Watch the, watch, I don't know how you get metrics well, on that shit, but she, watch the she just certainly tells his own story better than I do, and, but... 
Um, this is a man who has really endured a lot to even get the privilege of like us playing our first show at our first bar in Richmond. Uh, and just to further this side story a little more, um, Chiba is from Brazil and depending on who you ask, but I think really objectively, there's, there's a lot of political turmoil in Brazil right now. There's, um, there was just an election, uh, where a, a very like Trumpian figure has won by a pretty handy majority. And he's like a very like religious right person. And, uh, Brazil does not have, I think like for all the, for all the shit that we say we're in right now, or most of us, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that like most of your listeners would agree with what I'm saying here. But even if not, there's some pretty solid structure in place of the democracy we have in this country that is, that we take for granted that is not available in a lot of other countries such as Brazil. And, uh, Chiva is, uh, he and his family are not even necessarily always safe there, uh, because of their, their political activities and affiliations. And so this, this guy like really loves this country and really wants to be here. And twice now he's had to come here, uh, leave when the visa was over, go back, live out in Brazil, just make the best of it. This is also a guy who 10 years prior to even playing with us has been in a number of bands in Brazil. Mm -hmm. Like this guy has done what I've always wanted to do. He's played in front of a crowd of like thousands of people, you know, which I just think is so fucking cool. I just want to do that just once in my life. But so now, uh, unfortunately what has happened is, and I don't know if I even told you this yet, but, uh, just as we, as a band, we're actually starting to get some momentum going. Let's say we were like on our episode 61, right? Like we had just dropped the music video. We had a launch party for it. It was very successful, we had a great crowd, uh, you know, people been talking about us. Like we're, we're, we're young in the music scene. We have a long, long way to go, but this is as, as you point out in your neck of the woods, man, this is such a supportive community. We have just been so warmly received by like artists and musicians in this town who have, who are so talented, but have allowed us a space to do this. Uh, uh, Sid Kingsley, a phenomenal keyboardist and like solo artist, uh, did our music video launch party with us. And he actually, we were ready to open for him because he was obviously the headliner. You know I mean? This guy has the chutzpah. He's got people. He's been making records. He's he's a, he's a, this guy is a serious musician. Yeah. His episode 601 or a thousand. And he just, without question was like, nah, man, like I'll open for you guys. Like this is your all's event. And it's like, it's That's just, so just cool. really cool. But this, so the point is we, we were, we were getting to the point where we were building this momentum up, starting to do some serious shows, getting some recording in. Great experience for me. First time I've ever been involved in recording uh, album. Great stuff. And, uh, and Chiba's uh, visa expired. And it actually, he got his number pulled sooner than we expected. So within about a month, all of a sudden, we had <clears> to <throat> try to get whatever ducks we had left in a row. And he had to leave the country. So he is actually... Because he does not want to be in Brazil right now, because of the situation, he is actually living in Canada right now. Um, and uh, we are we are doing our best to finish some songs we had during recording to kind of keep some poor momentum going. But it's it's a real challenge, man. It's, it it's been a real challenge, and it's also has felt for me like I'm missing a very core component of myself because yeah. this, this band is really taken on, you know, I mean like what I'm sure like improv you're and putting your soul you. into it. It's, it's my soul, man. I mean, this is my like stress reliever. This is my area, main area of growth. This is how I 
like derive a lot of satisfaction. Like you said, like take what I do seriously. I was taking it very seriously. What you do is what you think about when you're doing other things. Like yes, yes, absolutely. Like if we have a show that weekend, I'm just thinking like, man, like I cannot wait to get up in front of a group of people and just like share these tunes Saturday, whatever day, man. And and, uh, it's I actually I actually just talked to Chiva on the way over here. He is still killing it up in Canada. He's actually busking right now full time full time just plying his craft spending hours on the street every day until his fingers fucking bleed and he's just like honing it man just learning like what do i write you there's no way his calluses are not intense at this point so i no, (laughs) so he told me he was like he was like i've now like built new more ridiculous calluses because like he's just like his style of playing you know like you can only do it for so long and he's gone from like practicing maybe half an hour an hour a day we do like a you know like an hour or 30 minute set and now he's playing like three four five hours a day so it's kind of like this karate kid like go off into the woods and build yourself up oh my god he's gonna be be lit when he comes back i know man i and but yeah and so so we are currently you know look us up we're we're trying to release a couple couple more songs in the next couple of months that we have mostly done through the recording process anyway yeah. make sure you listen to the intros of the show because i know that as soon as those are released will will tell me and i'll shout him out on the show thank you we're a little ways away from that still well but. maybe i've said 70 then uh, yeah 70 sounds good that's feasible actually we just had Three a months. i just had a meeting with my bass the other day we're gonna get these these last two recordings kind of pushed through polished up there you go yeah so that's all that's all it's about that, that's that's the that's it's so funny because actually around episode around episode 45 or 50 i listened to the episode zero which is about five minutes long and it was like a like a mission statement like mm. i did i recorded episode one with my friend tom my number one creative partner um and then i recorded episode zero and it was like what do you want from this fucking show and it basically equated to like i want to talk to creative people about like a creative process and all this other shit and uh that is exactly like prime the producers. Like I've, yeah, gotten, I've gotten away from it a bit. I've gotten people on. We just like bullshit, and that's fine and fun. And I'm still talking to a creative type, but like getting to like hear that, like somebody, somebody will listen to this at one, at one point and be inspired about what they're doing. And if it's only I, me, then that's fine. I mean, I, I hope so, man. Because I, I, I will say this seriously. Going back to you and me meeting for the first time, I, I moved here and I, I've I've played drums on and off throughout my life. I did a lot in high school, but it was kind of the point where <clears throat> I thought I was just like kind of have to table sort of any artistic endeavor I really wanted to pursue. Right? I was like, man, like no one gets into bands like this late in life, like blah blah blah. Uh, like I'm just like hard thing to, you know, like, I'm just like could be a bartender or whatever, man. And then like a short time before I moved to Richmond, I started getting back into it and playing. And I came down here and. It's just, it's just amazing, man. Talk about synchronicities, man. It's just those little things like meeting this person at this place, meeting this person at that place. You like to make music? Yeah, me too. We got a practice space. We got a kit. And, dude, like, we're like, we're like nothing compared to like the music scene in Richmond, let alone like the music scene in the world. You know, like we've played like a couple of like, you know, like we play, like we play, probably our peak show is like a crowd of like 50, 60 or so people, which is like dope. But I'm just saying like, it is what it is, but the feeling that that has given me, I never thought that I would get to experience that in my life. Like, actually 
Like, I still remember, like, getting paid the first time to play drums, like, getting paid at this gig, like, just how cool it was. Like, we are getting paid money right now. People are paying to watch us play, recording for the first time, going in the studio and sitting behind this fucking fantastic, like, 76 Gretsch kit. It's just, and it's like, the sounds are, like, so fucking bombastic, and, like, the process, like... Even these, these like, little mundane things, right? These are just moments that, like, only a few years ago I would have thought, like, those will never be accessible to me. It's just, like, it's not something that I'm capable of doing. I don't even know how to get into it. Who even has the money to even try to make art these days? Blah, blah, blah. And largely thanks to moving down here, which is also part of a series of, like, synchronicity readings and just, like, moving forward. You know, like, I found all this stuff, man. And, and it's it's, like... It, it has changed. It has changed my life. Like yeah. it truly, it truly has. And and like even if our band never gets together and makes another note, I'll be forever grateful for the experiences I've had. And like out of that, like I got my first side gig paid as like a drummer drumming for someone else, doing like a totally different genre. Really? I'm, yeah, I, I'm like I'm. There was another guy I was working with, Eli Gardner, who has also moved away, unfortunately, but totally different style of music. It chance me to flex totally different drummer muscles. Uh, I'm not going to say names yet because I haven't even auditioned yet, but uh, someone from a band of a completely different genre uh, approached me personally the other day and said that they are planning on breaking up with their drummer this coming week and would like me to play with them, and it's like a totally different style. Um but like very cool and this is like definitely a band that has a cool kind of thing going on in the scene already and and just the opportunity to just like collaborate with some people and play again you, you talk about like the signs and reading a man like i've been having a shitty few weeks with like this, all, all these things you know yeah. right and like as soon as i heard that just like the possibility of me like auditioning for these guys and playing with them and then like me thinking about the act of playing this music as i'm like listening to it like right there i was like Okay, man, I gotta get my ducks back in order a little bit. So it's kind of like the equivalent, of like you know, after a breakup, and you're kind of like just fucking bumming it out, like just lurching out. You haven't shaved in three weeks, and then like that first day, you're like, "All right, time to get up and get back to it." And that's like kind of the moment that I had, just even visualizing that I would be like playing these drums. Huh? So yeah, I, I, I just yeah, the second hour is definitely more rambly than the first. I, I think the sleep deprivation is kicking in, huh? but but still, man, it just like. I, I, that, that, oh, why did I say it? It's cause, cause the inspirational element, man, just like realizing that really like anybody can do this. It's just like, you gotta do it and you gotta like get over all these hurdles that tell you that yeah. it's not okay to do it. You know, it's, it's so funny you say that. Cause I think about the network, like I literally, literally on Thursday, last Thursday I launched it and like. Again, a year ago, to use your analogy, a year ago, you couldn't tell me that the podcast would be as strong as it is. And now, I having I had similar feelings after I launched. I'm like, I'm never going to be able to do this. It's never going to happen. But I'm just like, if I keep putting in the work and all that bullshit, like, in a year, I'll be like, I can't believe I was afraid of that. Because look what I have yeah, now. Yeah, like, dude. Let's say four regular shows or whatever. Like, this, I don't know. I just feel like... Um, yeah. This is the, this is in that same boat, and I get that same kind of feeling, which is like, yeah. basically just keep fucking putting and working, keep your head down, and like do what you yeah, love. Yeah, This is what I love, and that's what you love. Kind of yeah, thing. and how and how the fuck cool is that? It's like again, man, we're driving different buses or modes of transportation, I mean, but we're canoe. on the same journey, man. You're in the canoe. Yeah, is it a douche canoe? No, 
<laughs> what type of canoe is it? It's Describe a, your canoe. It's a sploosh canoe. A sploosh canoe. <laughs> a sploosh canoe. Uh, is this like a man-powered sploosh canoe, or is there some sort of motor attached to this thing? I already said it's a sploosh canoe. What, what do you mean? Okay. <laughs> so it is powered by sploosh. Yes. Okay, dude, incredible. Yeah. Science has really outdone itself. I mean, I'm very satisfied by <laughs> your work. I feel like I will contribute my fuel to your canoe. Whoa, 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 whoa. This, this, this shit is going I, places, Wait, dude. are you trying to sploosh in my canoe? Dude, I like. do you want gas money or not? Like, I thought you were trying to get this thing down the road. Here's a five. Fine. <laughs> I got five on it. Oh, that's confirmed for your song. But, yeah, <laughs> yes, dude, anytime anyone wants to play that song in conjunction with me <laughs> in any way, like, you just go right ahead. Anyone listening, we all just want you to know that he has five on it. I got five on it. Um, I will not be matching after the first hundred people call in. For that request, because I, I really you have to find you have to find you in public and be yeah. like, "Yo, you in?" Yeah, there there is a limit to this. There there are, this is a finite quantity, but to a certain point, I do got five on it. You have sure. a, you have a pretty intense refract, refractory period of about four days. Oh geez, oh we're still talking about the splooging specifically. No, I no, was, no, was, five on it. I oh, know yeah. your splooge refractory period is like fourteen seconds. Ah, oh, you tricked me to talking about the sex by setting it up. And I was, ah, damn it, Dan. That's, that was that's the, the one thing you said. Dude, that is the long con. That is like the higher game you play. Oh yeah, that's I set up the energy thing, done. the Buddha boat, splooge canoe, boom, we're done. Buddha boat. I like Buddha boat. Buddha boat. Anyway, yeah, it's just I think it's really cool, man. That that, that we are. Um, they were both on these journeys together, and and again, just like without hamming it up too much, I just uh, sincerely like I am proud of the fact yeah. that you are still continuing with this because, truly, dude, every motherfucker and their dead grandma is like, I'm gonna start a podcast, right? And then of those people, let's say like thirty percent even get a microphone and try it. Yeah. You know, and then out of those people, like how many people continue it after a year? How many people do it every week? We're now down into, like, single-digit percentage of people who even try to do that. And, like, that alone is, again, I think going to be, like, the single most defining characteristic of, of your journey and of your success along the way. Like, whatever else happens. It's so cool. I will say that um, I, I stumbled upon uh, the subreddit for podcasts where you can, like, promote your show and whatnot. And, like, I went through the, the weekly or daily thread where it's like, promote your show. And I was like, I'm going to go and see how many people have more episodes than me. And nobody did. Wow, dude. See, and dude, that's just it. I think you remember I told you, like, I was involved in a podcast for a while in Northern Virginia, and we had a couple episodes that got some really big hits. It was partially because the guy who I did it with had been a producer for uh, a news, uh, not a news, but he'd been a producer for like a sports program there, one of the major uh, call signs, and he somehow, like, somehow, like, hijacked their, like, subscriber client list or whatever. <laughs> like, we just fucking bombed. We just put it out there, man. So, like, we kind of, like, cheer our way through it. But we had some really, some good content. But, dude, we produced maybe, like, 12, 14 episodes total. Yeah. Like, no regularity, no schedule. And, like, eventually just dies. Because, like, it's, it's, you have to be consistent. Mm-hmm. And you have to just create the content. Well, that, and you're doing that. That like, was, that was why... I named the show The Producers because it was like, I want to have people who actually produce things, not just people who talk about doing them. And it was actually because a podcast that I was on failed um, because of no one producing things. And it wasn't like, because uh, some of the people who were on that show have been on this show and are people who I do consider producers, but like, it was more of just a shot at like, it was kind of a shot at everyone who, like you said, says and does not do. It's more like, I like to, I want to talk. I'm I'm someone who does, and I want to talk to people who do, 
And I think that's the thing. That's why you're on the show again, because you are also doing the same thing. I'm very proud of you, too, where it's just like, you are recording, and you are doing this, you are like auditioning all that shit. Like, you got paid gigs. That's I'll, crazy. I'll say this, man. Um, as, a, as a band, that energy can in some ways be easier to maintain, because it's like having like a workout buddy. You know, like we're, we're keeping each other accountable to this thing. Uh, as a solo practitioner of it, I think it is a decent amount more difficult and, uh, and that is, that is where I am drawing inspiration from you on that. Oh, uh, yes. because since Shiva has been out of town, uh, I'm embarrassed to say how little I've been playing and like plying my craft. And again, it's partially out of just necessity of the moment. Things come and sure. go in waves. I, I have read the tea leaves and I know that I'm about to enter another, uh, period of great prosperity. Are you also a Libra? No, I'm a Aquarius. Oh, but dude, I did want to say one thing about the tarot earlier. So, yeah. so I, at the beginning of the year, uh, did a year long reading and Ooh. I, uh, I wrote, I wrote each month's card down, um, along with like little notes about it. And it was really funny because I sat there and I like looked at my year and I was like, I feel like this is what this is going to mean here. Right. Um, and oh like, Oh, this gosh. is going to be like when the band happens and this is going to be when we like record a song or whatever. Uh, and of course, right? Like it's not dead nuts cause I'm not really predicting the future, but it, it has been, I haven't, I haven't looked back to it in like maybe three months, but dude, that fucking tarot reading. I mean, that is like my year has followed this trend. And I remember it was just great too, because it like definitely there was some projected hardship there in the middle, but like the end is finishing strong. And, uh, and uh it's kind of crazy like uh, <laughs> my girlfriend and i even joked about like when we'd break up being on the tarot card reading and we end up breaking up like oh in that period God. of time and i'm not saying this to be like tarot is like the powerful future but i'm just like just like that i that i fully buy into it and it's it's kind of cool now to like have this uh this kind of like roadmap to look at and if nothing else you can look at a year and say where have you been where are you trying like have you done have you done a year reading i have not i remember i would um, so encourage you to do it because we're almost um, there and i uh, actually um i've been talking to aforementioned katie holcomb uh at katie holcomb uh katie holcomb.com uh about uh (laughs) (laughs) about doing a reading um, because like I, cause so whenever she posts, she's like, T- tell me if that resonates with you. And of yeah. course I'm just bombarding. I'm just like, you this should is know, amazing. Miss. It's incredible. And she's like, maybe so you've never done an actual reading with her. Not with her. No. Oh man, you got to do it. No, no, no. Well, that's the thing is we've talked about it. And, uh, cause she's like, apparently the, these cards are the energy is just like drawn to you. Like whoever, I don't, I don't get information on it if it applies to anybody else, but I just know that every time I read it, she I'm, says that to all the people who DM her about her tarot cards. I'm not surprised. Just kidding. A lot of followers. Um, no, but like, uh, it just feels so right. Everything's so right. So we've talked about like, maybe, maybe, like maybe we need to do a reading and I'm like, I am so down, but it's like a year thing. So you, you do it. When do you do it in September and December? I, you can honestly do it anytime. As far as I know, it's just, you know, because we all like to think in this 12 month cycle, the beginning of January, <laughs> like it's, it's a good opportunity to do it. But yeah, there's like a, there's like a card for every month of the year. And then I believe there's like a theme card as well. I think it's 13 total. I might be wrong on that, okay. but, uh, it's, yeah. fu- it's funny because you, while you were talking about it, the one thought I had in my head was like, um, I don't want to wait till December to get my reading. Do it now. Fucking right. Dude, because there's a whole thing about like also like, you know, the fact that like you're when you're the one who's drawing the cards and someone else is helping interpret them, you're supposed to shuffle them. Like it is supposed to be your energy that is going into All that deck, you know, them cards. Yeah. Just, yeah, slop them up. 
<laughs> just do that Texas shove where you just bridge him in half and just watch wash, Katie Holcomb's wash, eyes wash. bug out like my tail cards. Bridge, bridge, bridge. Yeah. Oh yeah. Also, you're never supposed to bridge him. You know. Is whatever. that true? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I think it's. Oh my probably, god. There's so many rules I have to like, you, read you, up before I do. If, this. You, if you do that, you will be haunted with misery for the rest of your life. Stop. Seven of Swords forever. Stop, Will. Stop. You know what, you're, dude? Like, the, you keep on saying like this is good. These rings are good, man. I mean, it's truly, dude. It's like reflection of. Uh, like your inner house, man. Like your house is in good order right now. The house of your mind, like your your physical space, you're in good order. So you're wearing the glasses where everything's going to look fucking good. Hmm. And if everything looks good, you're doing pretty good. Interesting. Ah, yeah, I think so. I, I feel like that's just like a really funny interpretation because I feel like uh, that is just validating, I guess, that like... Because I feel like the the way you kind of act with your life is shows the way that you're trying to go, kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Practice see, what you preach, etc. Exactly. So if someone sees that, they're like, "That's what they're trying to do." You're killing it. Yeah, that's that's how I interpreted that. Just to break it down for you, that wasn't even the best metaphor I could come up with. Fake it till you make it would have been better, or like practice how you play. Whatever, these are practice all trite sayings. You've said, you said a bunch. You've said a bunch of uh, things I say to. My improv TA students. Oh, well, then they're not trite. They're fantastic and relevant. <laughs> <laughs> no, they really, I mean, that's the other thing, man. Like, I, I as, a, as a creative person or an aspiring creative person, I always abhor uh, cliches, you know? But, like, it's kind of funny how, like, the farther in life you go, the more you learn, like, all those simple shit, like, all the simple little one-liners. Like, they're true, man. They're, they're so true. true. They're so true. And I feel like, for me, like... Huh. There, there are a way I can express things to other creative types, and they're like, yeah, I get that. Or people who are aspiring creative types, and I'm like, I'm going to say this to you because someone said this to me. I am in the same boat where I'm just like, fuck those, but also, like, I live my life by those. <laughs> Almost, like, grossly. Yeah, I, I, I think there's nothing wrong with that. And, like, it's, dude, it's obviously working for you, right? So, like, yes. here we go. Here we go. Hmm. Is this about what you expected? I didn't have any expectations. You had no expectations. I had no expectations other than that I was going to have a really good time, <laughs> have a great conversation, yeah. and that the conversation would go anywhere. I will say that is the fastest uh, 35 minutes. I blinked, and it was 8.50, and I was just like, holy dicks, that was fast. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely wish I had come here with a better uh, sales pitch for the band. You had a great sales pitch because it was yeah. honest, it was true, and it was a little bit of a story. Because again, if you had just said we got this dude from Brazil who plays a guitar weird, and then we just play around it, like I get it. Yeah. But having the backstory, having the full kind of like, like I just read the top part of your Wikipedia page, basically. Like if someone's making, if you're making a Wikipedia page for your band, I mean, you got a little deeper than the top part just now. The, the top, the top part of the page is like that, like one paragraph synopsis is like, here's where we are, here's what okay, we do. But, okay, so it's your first. It's, brevity it's, has never been my strength. It's your first time writing a Wikipedia page. There and we the go. First paragraph too go. long. Yeah, it's true. And then that's the kind of shit that I would, if you shrink down, I'd still scroll down and read uh, uh, beginnings. Side note: While we've been talking, I guess at some point I got anxiety, probably around when I started describing my band, band and I have just taken this foothills uh, yeah, beverage you, coaster. You owe me. And I have just mutilated it. Like, I just absentmindedly 
just crumpled and destroyed this man's very beautiful coaster. I have no idea if it was of some significant, like, emotional just, value to him. I just like I just absentmindedly grabbed something in front of me and destroyed it, essentially. So I appreciate you keeping an even keel there. I owe you another <laughs> just, cool coaster. Just, next time you see me, just endow me with a sweet-ass coaster. I, think I, I don't I even know where, where do you get all these cool coasters, man. Just different, just different bars, bars you go to? Where did I get this one? Uh, I don't know if, if Foothills... Oh, this is actually when I got in Charlotte. My friend Tom lives in Charlotte. Hmm. I like to go to bars and steal their coasters. I think that that's a lot better than people who go to bars and steal their glasses or their tap handles. You fucking assholes. Yeah, it's a Moscow mule mug, guys. (laughs) You don't need to put it in your purse. Like these, like these, just like old rich people who come into this hotel. They're like they can afford to stay at the hotel, but they're still trying to steal a. I'm gonna get my money money back. Go online and buy 500 of them. Anyway, that's my little PSA. Stop stealing restaurants glassware for the love of God or cool knives. Whatever. Um, (laughs) Was there anything else you want to talk about? I will 100% never stop stealing the cool ramekins, though, because I have no idea where to get those. Oh, so ramekins, I feel like, are more acceptable. Uh, I guess I'm being morally ambiguous here. I've got a few ramekins. There we go. That's what I wanted to hear. The point is, these these coasters, though, I I wholeheartedly encourage you taking those coasters. Yeah. It's harmless fun. It's a good time for the whole family. I'm contaminating with my uh, condensation. I might as well... uh, Make it easier. Oh, you're taking the ones that you used on your drink. You're not even snatching a fresh one. Depends. Depends. Uh, on you, you gotta get the fresh one. You don't want to stick a soggy coaster in your pocket. I'm just saying. Sometimes that's all you got. Hey, that's true. You know what? You're right. I have to be grateful. Yeah. Gratitude practice, man. That's a huge one. <laughs> gratitude practice. You you, you ever you, you follow any gratitude <laughs> rituals or anything? Oh, there, there's a good question for you. Like, what as far as like uh, any sort of like daily or regular rituals you have or any sort of like processes you have. You mentioned your, your mantra. Oh, um, I do. Have is a there mantra? anything else that you have that you kind of try to turn to like I a physical practice or just any sort of like journaling or anything like that? I do have a mantra, but it's only for when like I need it and I do journal, but it's only when I really need it. I feel like right now my kind of thing is like, what do I need right now? What do, what, mm-hmm. what is it that I can put in my ears, put down on paper, uh, do touch read what is it that i need that will um <clears throat> help me kind of process whatever weird feeling i have um i don't really have any kind of rituals i feel like for me it's um every day is so different yeah sure like even the days where i just like wake up go to work come home and like that's the same that's the same 10 hours kind of thing it's like um always different i'm always doing something different i'm talking to my mom, listen to music, not listen to music. Uh, I take a shower. I don't take a shower. I do pull-ups. I don't do pull-ups. I eat breakfast. I don't eat breakfast. <laughs> All these things are, it's always it's, so different. But anything you do, right? It's the right call for that day, right? 100%. So. Or it's the wrong call. And it's like, that's something I yeah. want to do again. Yeah. Like today I'm like, I went to work and I didn't shower, but I had beanie hair and it looked terrible. And I oh, felt you so jackass. Weird. But like it was more showing up to work in beanie hair. I mean, nobody, nobody noticed or cared. But for me, it was just I was like, going to say, dude, this is Richmond, like the <laughs> weird ass hairstyles part and parcel case. Yeah, in point, nobody, right, so. nobody, nobody, nobody cares. And even so I had this thought, I had two separate thoughts about you. One, one part of your hair is doing this thing. And I'm like, <laughs> the only reason I want to fix it is because I like, uh, I like it. Symmetry. To be fixed. Yeah, that's it. 
it. I just like I don't. You don't like look a certain way, and then uh, the shirt also you, the light behind me probably creates some really interesting. Uh, it does for sure. And then uh, your shirt. I love the shirt, but I try to picture myself wearing it, and I'm I'm sure that the first thing I would do is come up with a bunch of excuses. Oh, you know what? I will extend the episode for this thought because I want to get your thoughts on it. Cool. Um, you're like I gotta fix this now. <laughs> No, I just, I just remind me, it was like kind of hurting my skull. I put, hey, this is a whole new thing for me, man. Pulling it back, not yeah. pulling it back. Never yeah, had yeah, long yeah. hair before. Whatever. Yeah. All right. Personal. in. Personal narrative. Personal narrative. Okay. That's something I'm changing. I'm aiming to change, and I want to hear your thoughts on it. I want to hear you elaborate a little more. So first I feel on, like, on um, ooh, how vulnerable do I want to be? I think that's the question I'm asking myself. Basically, um, how strong do you want to be? Oh fuck! Mm-hmm. Right. That's that's a that's a good point of personal narrative. I uh, I don't want to say I used to because I don't know if I'm completely out of it yet. But I don't want to say I oh, I do this because I don't want to be in it. Um, this thing, this concept where it's just like I don't want to say you just like subject yourself a, a certain way. Like um, if every time a character is mentioned in a book, you get stuck with like a you have to like. The names mentioned, Jonathan, and you get to read three sentences about them. Throw up in the the old personal narrative that I kind of had was kind of like this negative, kind of like victim kind of thing, mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. where I'm the main character in the story. Excuse me, and uh, if something's happening, it's probably bad, and yeah. it's like you're like a Ben Stillerish kind of character in your story, right? Like I think I think that misfortune think is befalling you with exactly hilarious regularity, and and it applies to me because it's kind of how I would interpret things. It's kind of how, mm-hmm. and it's not it's something so many people go through. Sure, yeah. Um, and just kind of going through certain things, it's like, this is what I'm exposing myself to. This is how I'm viewing these things, and this is how it's going to go. Um, my, my friend Kale and my friend Anthony says this all the time, but my friend Kale has it actually on his fridge. Sometimes happiness is an emotion, and sometimes it is a decision. And so I feel like... Um, I like that. The first part of it is like, the emotional part is like, sometimes you don't make the decision to be happy. And I feel like that's where you attribute it to emotion, but it's not. And the narrative that I was trying to explain before is like when your decision is to say, oh, that's emotion, that's not a decision I can make. So for me, I had this new kind of goal. And that's something that actually was relevant to the, the tarot card I got, which is like this new goal where it's just like I'm no longer choosing uh, to not be happy. I'm The moments where it's choice, like I have to be very strong and, and make the choice to make the choice. Does that make sense? Yeah. I feel like I'm not making sense. No, you're making absolute sense. So personal narrative. Um, so, yeah. So personal narrative, uh, I think every one of us has one. And statistically speaking, at least according to the research that I've seen, most of us by default have a negative personal narrative. Yes. You know, like it's something for like every one positive thought about yourself, you're going to have four bad ones. Some people have 10, 20, 100 negative thoughts about themselves for every one positive thought. And it's a very, like you, you can only change that very deliberately and very intentionally as like a kind of ongoing process, but it makes all the difference in the world. And uh, so one of the main ways I have been trying to rewrite my personal narrative more recently has been uh, through a lens of gratitude and growth. 
And so uh, for a while I was writing this down. Um, you see, it's so funny, man. It's so like, I love these things and you see them like commodified on like an Instagram yeah. page yep, and you just, yep, and yep. you, and like, and like, I, you, I kind of just like bulk a little bit because of like cultural appropriation is not the right word, but just the way that like these ideas, idealistic kinda, appropriation. Kinda, yeah. Idealistic appropriation, man. Dude, that's kind of like our, that's like uh, the, <laughs> the upper middle class, like millennials oh kind gosh. of like eternal <laughs> struggle, right? It's like, like we generate these things where like we find these things like actually kind of good or interesting. And then immediately they could, they could turn into the butt into this stupid mm. joke, like old, old person meme culture. Yeah. Right. So like, it's so like <laughs> one example of that, right. Is like gratitude journaling. Like it's an idea. Like as soon as I see it, like being made fun of in a Netflix special, I'm like, all right, well I know it's like made it to the main cultural zeitgeist. Now the, the idea is like, there's different variations of it, but at its essence, it's like every day you just try to write down a few things that you are grateful for. And the point is, this gets you in a regular habit that I, now I don't even write anymore, but I, I at least usually once a day try to remind myself, what am I grateful for right now? And it's like, dude, it can be literally anything. And that's the point. It's like, I'm grateful for this shirt, right? Like, uh, I'm grateful that I have a positive balance in my bank account right now. I'm grateful that I'm doing this podcast with yeah. you. And it, it's almost, it sounds so trivial, and that's what keeps so many people from doing it. It's like, well, yeah, of course, like, I get it. It's like there, whatever. It's like, but no, like, like really Take think about second. it for a second. Really think about, like, dude, we have running water that yeah. we can drink at any time. I have this fucking Subway sandwich that I, it was a like. Gift. It was a gift, dude. I mean, like, Chester and the Street Gang. Chester and the Street Gang, they did a fine job. Like, <laughs> we are not homeless. Yeah. You know, and like, have, you shouldn't I'm frame not it. Hungry. You shouldn't frame it from a point of like a, a negative. You're, you always got to try to do it as like a sort of like a positive aspect of like, what do I have? What am I grateful for? But, but nevertheless, like, if you start doing that, in practice, even when it feels silly, even when you just wake up on those days and you're just like, everything fucking sucks. And I just had these days where I'm like, what the fuck? Like, especially like during my breakup, it's just like this like really dark yes. sort of time and just like, like sad or angry. What? And I'm just like, I feel like I'm like flying off of the fucking planet sometimes, man. And it's just like, okay, but like, I, what am I, fucking grateful I for have, today? I have a bed, yeah. you know, like I have friends who care about me. Yep. Like it's, and that one little thing has personally, for me, uh, made, made a profound difference in my personal narrative in, in the last couple of years. Because, it, 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 again, so I made this analogy the other day to do. It's like all these things like, uh, like writing a personal narrative, like uh, gratitude, like, um, like meditation, like these problems we face, like interpersonal problems. Like they're all these – it's like a giant Venn diagram, right? all these spheres, like it's like a six dimensional Venn diagram. Um, and like when you do something like gratitude journaling, it's not like you're shading in the entirety of all the diagram, but you're definitely like overlapping with some other stuff and just something like doing that. Like, all right, I take that and move forward. It's like, well, if I'm grateful for that, like do like, I'm grateful that I like took the time to come here and do this podcast. I'm grateful that I'm like, a relatively intelligent dude who like thinks critically about things, you know, then it turns this kind of thing of like these positive, like inward reflections and like, what are they? I'm grateful that I'm like making music and that I'm like a decent drummer and I'm like, I'm not like awesome, but I keep a good tempo and I have good ears, you know? And, and it has started to, to permeate other elements of my life. And, and so then that's really interesting because then you can go back into the past, which is like what I was talking about earlier. Like, you know, 
everyone everyone has I think by the time you reach your 30, right, no one gets to 30 without a few battle scars, so to speak. And certainly the hardships that I've been through in my life pale in comparison to many other people in the world. And I don't want to do the suffering Olympics, Olympics, but I do believe uh, that suffering is universal. And we choose how to, we, we, to an extent we can choose our suffering is like, dude, like, do I want to suffer like doing this job or do I want to suffer? Cause like, I don't have money or whatever. And I, this sounds negative, but no, the no, point, no, 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 the no, no, point no. is yeah. it's like, we choose, we can choose to give that suffering meaning. Yes. And if you give that suffering meaning, it's part of the story. And what story is fun or interesting? What story is compelling that doesn't have some sort of conflict in the narrative, right? Some because that moment when, when you have an lost. obstacle, when you have an obstacle, exactly, especially like you the moment where all is so you can overcome, you overcome them, exactly. Yes. And so, like I have been looking back, even on these like very dark moments in my life, is like that is when I gained this perspective, yes. or like this gift of patience, or like from that. I now know that I need to be like this in this way or like I just need to like treat people better, you know, like and and if you if you can like own your past like that, like which is the the past is the majority of your phys- of your personal narrative, right? Because it's like the whole book written up until this sentence, right? So it's like everything that happened before, like if you can own that. That's where the reader is. Yeah, exactly. So if you can own that, like you you're taking more control of like writing the future, which is you're full now circle, you're basically like, like kind of like nowing yourself. You're like this is the this is the only moment. Yeah, I, those those other moments, you like to you they've happened, but like everything that is is now, right yeah. now, right now, and now, exactly, and now. Oh, and I, I do want to say one other thing. I personally. I love that quote. Uh, happiness is sometimes it is an emotion. Sometimes, sometimes happiness it is a choice. Is emotion, sometimes it uh, is a decision. A decision. I, I would say that I, I personally believe that um, it is impossible to always be happy. Uh, I don't care how good you are. I don't care how oh, sunny yeah. side of life you are. Like sometimes things will in fact suck, and you know we don't need to. Pretend that they don't in the moment, but there is still that choice that gets made of like, yeah. like I know that I am in a place of pain right now, like like you know like like fresh after breakup, right? Yeah. Remember like how devastating like your first crazy serious breakup is, and it's right. Even I think I even said this where we both said this on this podcast is like after your first couple minutes, like dude, even if it's a horrible breakup, you're like I know this is gonna suck. Yeah, but I know, know. It, but I know it will get better. Like yeah. I know it will. There's no question about it. But I also know that there's no way to circumvent this process of suffering that I have, and that it's going to come in stages. And it's like it's like with true with all forms of grief and loss and any sort of suffering. And sometimes you're just not going to be happy. And I think in those moments, it is okay to say I am not happy, and it's not even a choice I can make. Like it's just the reality that things aren't great. But if I can find something in this moment to move me forward, like. I know it will. I know it will get better. I view the quote as like um, the main crux of it is sometimes it's sometimes it's a decision. So when it's not a decision, the only thing that it is is an emotion, and whether you feel it or not, uh, that's what it is. So if you are going through a tragedy, let's say, and the only emotion you feel is sad, that means that 
happiness at this point is not a choice because you have to feel sadness. Yeah, that's and okay. Yeah, that, that's how I view it. Where it's just like that, you, it's very true. Um, sometimes and yeah, and I'm not saying you're like here to pick it apart, but like the no, it's yeah, yeah but like that one. sometimes with it, like it, I think it, to me it more speaks to like sometimes it's a fucking decision, and sometimes you need to make that decision. And to me, that's the thing that I really hold on to. That where it's just like. Especially with the whole personality thing, like sometimes it's it's a decision, and sometimes I just don't make yeah. that decision. I mean, people choose to be sad every fucking day, man. So exactly. you can also choose to be happy. Yeah, and if you, you have know? if you have the choice, why the fuck are you choosing sad? Like that, you're choosing to be sad. I, I don't know. I can't tell you how many times I've done that. I'm just like uh, me so too, man. over it. I'm just like fuck, dude. But but does it does it? <gasps> the question is. It, does it give you compassion for other people who choose to be sad, even once you choose not to? And that is something that I've struggled with sometimes. Oh like, my gosh, so like much Especially so. once, because once you're like, man, at least I don't always choose to be sad. And then you look at someone just like, well, I just had the worst day ever. Someone took my parking space and now I'll just die. And you're just like, come on, man. Like, stop choosing to be sad. But at the same time, dude, like... It's a skill. It's a skill it's, like it's, anything else. You know, it's it's like a it's a, it's something you have to work on and refine. And if you don't know to do it or know how to do it, like it's, it's like it's hard. they need a drink and the bottle has a puzzle on it, and you figured out the puzzle, and you're mm. like, that's it. That's all you have to do. It's so fucking easy. And then they're like, I don't know how to solve it. I'm I like to, this metaphor. Yeah, I'm, that, and that's what I'm puzzle here, drinks. I'm here to like throw uh, the explain like I'm five kind of thing um, on top of it. Uh-huh. I just feel like I feel like. Um, and I feel like I've tried to explain it to people, and I can't help but feel like the biggest stoner ever because I'm just like, like man, all you gotta do is like listen to this song or whatever, like whatever stupid thing I'll yeah, say, yeah, 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 yeah. and they're just like, uh huh, yeah, just the song, right? And you're just like, oh uh-huh, yeah, and then the, you walk away, and you're like, that went well. <laughs> and then <laughs> and you I really, just fucking am, and yeah. then you really think about it, and it's mm-hmm. like, no, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I, but it, it, it's 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 everyone. The one thing I've really been been like hammering in and letting myself kind of do like this is the journey. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. the whole thing. Yeah. Like it's not going to be clear cut. Um, you and sometimes you sometimes you make the decision to be sad. Maybe that's the decision you need to make. I'm not gonna. Yeah. Even though I know that it's a decision to be happy, and like I want to make that decision all the time, it's not gonna be the case because sometimes it's part of the journey. I recently made a decision that was uh, full of all these like negative things. Once I made the decision, and uh, I had to go through those. Basically, they stopped. It, I made the choice, and then it became. Uh, not a choice anymore. Mm. So then once it became a choice again, it's like jump back on being happy. Yeah. Jump, yeah. jump back on that decision. Respect him, man. Oh, I'm so happy that I decided to get into that because I feel like that's something I really wanted to talk about. I feel like all the things we're talking about are things I've really wanted to talk about. That, uh, these are conversations that I, any time of day, any group of people I'd love to have. Cause it's like, we're all, we're all trying to build something together, man. You know, like, yeah. it's, uh, it's important and talking about it helps reaffirm it and uh validate yourself make realize you're doing the right thing absolutely yeah no i I love waxing about this type of shit man i appreciate you having me in here to do this for real for the sake of the episode it is almost two hours and for the sake of you getting home and going to sleep yeah i mean that was kind of my like (laughs) yeah like time for me to go right which is funny because you're also like yeah i should be hitting the trail that was my yawn that was a good yawn I remember it was so funny. The last thing I'll say is, oftentimes for these late night episodes or whatever, I'm just like, I don't want to do this, and then I do it. I'm like, that was so good, so fun. Um, and it, any shows coming up for the band? 
Uh, no, unfortunately, but I would say just check the notes. And like, like I said, we've got the single on Spotify, Bandcamp, and SoundCloud called Defined by Weather. And then also a few YouTube, uh, Lovely Losers. I can, uh, I can put that link in there too. Flying After Midnight, Lovely Losers. That's our music video. It's definitely, it's definitely a little cheeky. It's a little goofy, but it was a lot of fun to make. And it's, it's a throwback to, um, like kind of 90s videos, concepts. Yes. Um, and and it, yeah, it's goofy, but we're really proud of it. We're, we think it's really cool, I, and I would love for you guys to watch it, share with people, and just keep an eye out for the the new songs. Check it yeah. out at four a.m. on TRL. Is that still a thing? No, fuck no. <laughs> Jesus, dude, I was like, man, I am out of touch. TRL is Carson cool. Daly even still alive? Ah, whatever. This is where the intro music or the outro music has already started playing. <laughs> it's like depending. That's good. Only, I, that's how I saw it. The only thing is, I, I make my guests say bye now. Just bye now? Bye. How do you want to say goodbye? Hmm. Oh, fuck, and I overthought it. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Alright. I'll be the Zane. Comrades. Peace. Peace and love. I love all of you. Spread the peace of love. I know, I like to mix cultures because I'm a dirty fucking hippie. I don't know what it even fucking means. Namaste. Om. Peace. Salud. Nostrade. Nostra Vina. Salgi. Uh, That's all I got. Have a great night. Stop at the light.